Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the gun perk updates that are coming to Destiny announced in the Bungie TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If you want to hear the whole podcast episodes, you prefer to listen to them that way, you can look for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform to find all the full episodes. Those of you on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. So, gun perk updates. What are they doing? You know, they, they're they're nerfing reload perks. Oh my gosh, why are they doing this? Uh, I'm going to try and give you some perspective on why this is happening. They also previously, if you remember, uh, before Season of Undying, they nerfed a lot of the damage perks to, to kind of rein them in. And what did that do to the game? What did that bring? Uh, I want to end the video by saying this is more housekeeping and give some perspective on what exactly is going on here. I'm going to try and do a video about the world loot pool. I don't really understand what the frick they're talking about. So we're trying to gather information. I'm going to wait for some clarity. I feel like we're probably going to get some clarity from Dylan and some others on it. We might see a tweet thread or something today because they were trying to give clarity to Paul Tassi and others about it. And it just, it still is very, very tough to figure out what exactly they're trying to say. So I'm going to read you the images uh, that I take that I took from the blog of what exactly they're doing. Uh, so first they just talk about reload perk updates. We've observed that players lean towards picking perks that increase their damage or reduce weapon downtime. Killcliff Outlaw are examples given. The damage perks were adjusted quite a while back, but reload perks still don't feel like choices. This tuning pass aims to keep them feeling powerful without being so dominant uh, that no other choice seems viable. Now you have to remember that part when you read all these changes. So don't don't get all like throwing things in the air and getting angry here. Like just just take a second and realize it doesn't feel like a choice right now and if that's the case within the community this is a change that they kind of need to bring things into like a these are options these are these are personal choices instead of this is literally the only thing like I need this on the weapon and so that is the context of the changes so outlaw has been slowed down a little bit Uh, they're cutting it in half basically so the duration scale will go from a point eight to a point nine so you'll see a slight difference in the speed of outlaw feeding frenzy they say is just strictly better than outlaw so we're changing the functionality so right now it's going to be based off of rapid kills which I actually think this is a great choice for feeding frenzy two kills will be slower than outlaw three kills will be faster than outlaw and then with four plus kills is the fastest reload in the game except for alloy mag uh, which is the one where you empty the mag and then it reloads very quickly. So I liked this change. I thought this was another good one. It's changing the functionality of Feeding Frenzy. Just having to get a kill uh, in order to get reload made it just superior to Outlaw, especially when there's things like shanks around that you can't even get crits on. Uh, that was a good change. Rapid Hit. A lot of people have been saying Rapid Hit was one of the best perks in the game with respect to you know increased stability as well as increased reload. Uh, they're adjusting the stacking bonus to give it less benefit for the first hit and more with subsequent. The max possible reload stat's going to get dropped from 100 uh, to 60, and then the max possible reload duration is going to scale from 0.8 to 0.925. Max possible stability is going to get cut in half as well. Again, they're, cho- they're doing this to rein in what they feel like are perks that are so good, you don't want a gun without these perks, and this is to make space for other perks. Now, I know people are going to hear that and say, Man, if all it takes is a reload perk, how good could these new perks possibly be? 
again, you have to think about the hive mind of the player base right now. If it feels like a necessity, it's going to be really hard for new perks to take hold and even get any experimentation. Drop mag, uh, situational, uh, is powerful without a massive drawback, and so they're going to they're going to scale its reload duration back. They're not changing field prep, and they're not changing alloy mag. Uh, those are a little bit more contextual. They're not such a persistent. Um, you know, benefit. Now they're also making some change to like some other perks and things, and I'm not going to get into all of that because I want to talk more broadly about why would they be doing this? Why would they be adjusting reload perks? It's very similar to when they adjusted the damage perks. So the general perk updates didn't seem as important. Now there are people saying like dynamic sway and some other perks are going to be very, very good going forward. We'll wait and see how that plays out. And then there are there are new perks next season as well as two new perks on Iron Banner weapons. So the new seasonal weapons in the summer are going to have new perks and this is aimed at making some space for those as well as uh, the new Iron Banner perks. Keep in mind we're not getting I don't think any best in class aspirational guns this summer Luke Smith has his eyes on year 4 for that so I don't really think these changes will be felt to their fullest until we land in September I do think they'll be felt in the summer but not as pronounced as they're going to feel when we land in September and they start really trying to ramp up you know the the motivation to chase new things so why reload is the question when they lowered the damage perks right before Shadow Keep, everybody flocked to Demolitionist and Oppressive Darkness builds. Now, I know somebody's going to say that's still damage focused, and I don't disagree with you. However, there's a lot more layers and dynamics to that in your loadout as opposed to get a kill and you're just doing more damage. Demolitionist is a layered strategic way of playing. You're getting kills, getting a grenade, using your grenade. Then you're investing in other perks and mods and loadout choices to fuel that grenade uptime. This again is more layered, more thoughtful, and then you take some pride in your build when you get to a place where your grenade uptime is absurd and you're constantly helping the team with damage. I think that's okay. We have to admit something. At a ground level, you're always going to be thinking about how much damage can I do and how often can I do the best version of that damage? So sure, motivating us towards demolitionist and oppressive darkness grenades is is still damage oriented. However, it's damage oriented in an environment where you that's always going to be on your mind. You're always going to be thinking about how can we maximize damage, creating layers to those choices and honestly loadout more loadout diversity within those choices is really the key here if everyone's flocking to rampage outlaw or outlaw swashbuckler or feeding frenzy swash like that just starts to get really boring and that's one of the things they have been really harping on and really setting their sights on with sunsetting and these reload perk changes if you think about it where there's like this bell curve of perk representation and reload perks are like this big huge bump in the bell curve where people feel it's just a necessary perk it's going to be very difficult to make space for any other loadout changes or even weapon roll changes that you're you know you're setting your your sights on newer and stranger or i'm sorry newer stronger or better perks might get ignored if the hive mind in the meta is still centered around nope you need a reload perk if they start getting more creative even perks like overflow are really really nice and i think more people are open to trying out a gun like that with a roll like that when they don't feel like they absolutely have to run 
Feeding Frenzy and Outlaw. I do think good pushback from the community as well as from myself. Bungie might want to look at reload speed in general because some guns are still going to feel completely unusable without a reload perk. 110 hand cannons are a great example. You're not going to want to use a 110 hand cannon without something to help out with reload. So maybe buff the base level reload. And then if you use a, a, a reloader on your gloves and gauntlets, it'll be a lot more tolerable. And then you're trading that for power or influence in the game on other perks and other things that might start landing on 110 hand cannons. Lastly, let's talk about how this is more housekeeping. Nobody likes nerfs. We don't like to hear when you're weakening something, even when you give us the perspective of like, listen, this is all anybody chases. We're trying to create more diversity. We got to rein these in to not feel so necessary. Like they said, it doesn't even feel like a choice. This again just feels like more housekeeping and preparation for where we're going. They're not marketing the summer yet. They're not marketing September yet. They're getting this out of the way. They're ripping more band-aids off and saying, listen, these are the unpleasant conversations we have to have. These are the changes that we're making to make space long-term for better things to be in the game, for more diversity in the game. And we got to get this out of the way now. So again, I, I continue to smell a recipe coming of this is going to be better for weapon diversity, for perk diversity, for just more perks to get your attention. They're continuing to add more. The fact that they're adding more perks this summer, that's got my attention, man. I want to chase new stuff. I want to have new experiences and try different combat loadouts and different ways of engaging in the combat of the game. I am not worried, okay, I know this is a concern, I am not worried that best-in-class weapons won't be that great if reload perks needed nerfed. I know people are going to think that. How good are these best-in-class weapons going to be, Lono, if they had to nerf reload perks to make space for them? Is it really going to be, are they really going to be that special, okay? I'm not worried about that. You have to flatten out the bell curve in order for other perks to have standouts. In order for other perks to have standout and for there to be space above that bell curve, you got to flatten some of this stuff out and rein it in so it doesn't feel so necessary. Now there's room above that bell curve for best-in-class weapons, best-in-class perks, and rolls on weapons. This is the way to make that space so that sunsetting, best-in-class standout weapons can have room to breathe and new things and new experiences can be had so we're not using Outlaw Rampage for the next five years. We're going to transition to Q&A next. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me right now at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about gun perk updates. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. Uh, if you want to listen to these as entire podcast episodes in an audio format, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform and you'll find the full episodes there. When you're on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. All that helps me out. Thank you for doing that. Parasito with the first question. The changes to the listed perks seem to be a huge step in the right direction. Is it possible that Bungie will move towards sunsetting perks, or should we just keep getting balance changes like listed? We had a really big powwow before this Q&A, debating with chat about, should they have done this? Maybe they should have raised reload stats on guns to make us not feel like we need reload perks, and it was, it was, a, it was a pretty impassioned back and forth. Generally, the conclusion that I have landed on is that damage perks and reload perks and perks that just sort of move the stat bar I think are less interesting and I would like them to see to just have them see them pushed down like this into a very basic 
these are just your garden variety perks. So your good rolls will suddenly start being more like this. Like, oh, it might have a rampage or it might have a reload perk. I think more interesting perks are in another threshold of something that's more creative that you know something that generates war mine cells would be an example i didn't think they generated war mine cells enough but that's an example of something different also an example i gave in the video was whenever they nerfed the damage perks before shadow keep and then oppressive darkness came out everybody started going for demolitionist and really focusing on specking themselves out with armor and mods and stats to get really good uh, grenade uptime because they were wanting to use oppressive darkness well that's a layered choice you're getting a gun with demolitionist you're getting kills with it you're th- you might even be doing what I do with the martyr's retribution where like you use the grenade throw to reload it and it can get kind of saucy I use the martyr's retribution I shoot throw a grenade and shoot because throwing the grenade reloads the martyr's retribution it's a real unique weapon type I hope that's one of the ones coming back by the way that to me, you know, you're using your primary, you're using demolitionist, you're specking into good grenade uptime, and then you're using a mod for oppressive darkness. And somebody might say, but that's still damage focus, Lono. Yes, it is, but it's a lot more nuanced. I'm doing all these different things to have that effective damage. Also, that damage perk on oppressive darkness doesn't just touch down on the garden variety trash ads. I might use it on a major. I might use it on a mini boss or a boss. So there's then there's like layered benefits. Just getting a kill and getting more damage is I just I that is so boring and so basic. I would just continue to love to see those perks put into a more basic category. So that when they start to do newer, more creative, maybe more mechanically driven or more elemental driven perks, I think that would then be more of an exciting, this is my preference, this is my loadout, I'm bolstering my loadout with my armor as well, so then your armor and your guns have more of a synergy. I know people look at this and they're like, but they're just nerfing perks so that other perks seem stronger. I mean, that might be one of the threads of the sweater, but I don't think that's the main thread. I think a lot of what they're doing is, up to now, they were not adding a lot of new perks, and they were not sunsetting weapons. So within the realm of kind of the boring basic perks we've been grinding for for the past three years, certain perks became the best. And certain perks became so strong, Rampage is the example they used when they nerfed the damage perks, it was a 67% damage buff, which was 440% stronger than crowd control existed in D1. Crowd control was the same idea. I I just think when something like that kind of creeps away from where it should be or just ends up becoming too strong, like reload perks right now give you maximum reload. Well, Who's going to turn their nose up to a perk that does that? It's a perk that literally gives you a maximum of a stat. Well, it's going to be really hard for you to not want that. And I know people are like, well, that's not really going to give us stronger perks. You know, I thought sunsetting was going to give them the ability to make stronger perks. They didn't say only sunsetting was going to give them that ability, but they also said that sunsetting is there as a protection against a best-in-class weapon just overriding future content and aspirational content or raids they make in the future. So they are doing maybe a little bit more than just implementing sunsetting. I do believe they they are also looking at all the base level perks we use now and reigning in the bell curve. I do agree... I do agree that some archetypes need looked at. 110 hand cannons need their base reload raised because you're still going to feel like you can't run a 110 without a reload perk. It just is too slow. They've they've broken out 110s to give them, you know, their own little tweaks. 
and I think that's going to help with the way that they're setting it up like okay hey somebody ordered some Rage of Throws thank you they're going to be able to I think look at certain pulses or hand cans and saying this gun archetype is so bad you're having to lean on a perk that's another thing that came from our debate. I was like, that's bad weapon design. A, a, a weapon archetype should not have such awful reload that I feel like it's only worth using with a certain perk. You've now limited my choice. I'm chasing a god roll, but not really. I'm chasing one perk. I need the reload perk. That's assumed. So ignore that. Now I'm only focused on the damage perk or the whatever after it. So it's just like, it just, it made, it. certain archetypes just, need overhauled right now they need looked at and we can't continue to act like no 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 no. don't nerf reload perks that's not fair I, I like my reload perks reload perks have become a crutch of some bad archetypes those archetypes need addressed so that when you're running a dire promise right now I ran a dire promise for a long time and it was just range finder opening shot and armor piercing and I ran it in PvE because it felt pretty good I didn't feel like I needed a reload perk now I run one now with overflow and swash but a lot of the times I reloaded and it feels totally fine the base stat reload on the on the on the dire is totally fine Himco um do you think it's justified for people to be quitting and upset over no raid in more than half a year? What are your thoughts on this? I think that these people are unrealistic, and if you want to throw a tantrum and quit, then I I, I don't have an easy time responding to totally emotion-laden argumentation. It's exhausting. I deal with that with my children. I don't want to get into an argument about the game and deal with zero logic or reason or stats or facts, just emotional response. Like, it's fine to have an emotional response to something. I'm angry about this or I'm happy about that. But the emotional tantrum gauntlet throwing of like, nope, if you do this, I'm quitting. Or nope, no raid, I'm quitting. I'm not playing. Okay. I, I, what, do you, what, what are they supposed to say to that? They barely did raid layers when they had other other development companies helping them. So they break off on their own. If you expected more than one raid a year, that's on you for not just seeing the cards clearly. I it's just I I got in so many debates with people about this. There was at least one or two streamers that were saying they anticipated raid layers still being a thing and getting raids in the seasons. And I was like, absolutely not. They need to stop setting that expectation. Number one, because they're not Bungie. Let Bungie set that expectation. Number two, Bungie has set the expectation with respect to bandwidth. They told us they couldn't give us what what we got in year two. So why on earth would you think that you would get raids in year three when both... Crown of Sorrow and Spire of Stars were built by by Vicarious Visions. Like, streamers were way too educated and knowledgeable to be trotting out that expectation. That was not a good thing to do. I consistently said absolutely not. We will get one raid a year. And I had a lot of people disagree with me about that. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm okay with that all the time. I think Bungie could do more to get more relevancy and capital out of an annual raid. I've talked about doing normal and hard mode. I've talked about doing that along with challenge mode. i talked about how if you make truly aspirational gear and loot, then the raid, the hard mode and the challenge mode suddenly are more interesting. I've talked about doing a raid NPC that you update and you refresh every season. So even when you're in season the winter and the summer uh, or the spring, there's some reason to go run that raid. I've outlined a lot of those ideas because I think that's something that they could pull off. 
asking them to create a new raid every season or at least one new raid a season or something I I don't know I just I never ever ever saw that as being a possibility I think people set their own bad expectations and just they were just in denial and to be like well I'm quitting it's like well Bungie never gave you that expectation they did deliver that content in the past but then they basically were open and honest and said that we, we're not going to be able to do that again we, no, we're, we're on our own now galaxy sorry with these new perks coming do you feel this is a step toward creating an ever evolving world or a weapon system carrying forward this is just super generic so I'm going to go ahead and skip Fricado. with the nerfs and tweaks to reload perks coming would you say that Bungie is indirectly trying to put more relevance in our armor builds through the reload mods and having us explore other perks within our guns I mean let's be honest there's only so much you're going to do on your gauntlets anyway at the present time, okay? So you have reload, and then everything else for this lane is throw distance, momentum transfer, and then I forget the other one. There's the other one that you can get that's not momentum transfer. It's um, it's impact induction, and then there's the void one, which is the... I always forget the name of it. Uh, I don't even have it on here. I forget the name of it. There was, there's another, there's another perk, isn't there? It's not, it's not the, it's not the grenade one. It's not fastball. It's, I can't remember the name of it. There they are. There are three now. Wait a minute. Why does this not have an affinity? Oh, cause it's a year one. It's a year one doomfang. I was like, there's no affinity on it. I'm dumb. Oh, void has nothing. Sorry. Like, there's only so much you can do with gauntlets anyway. So like you're going to be buffing your reload with your gauntlets. And so that's why I think that they could do this, not make it feel like we have to lean on reload perks, raise some base stat reloads so that like certain archetypes don't feel worthless. If you're not running feeding frenzy or outlaw or rapid hit. Um, and, and then you can, and then as you're saying, you lean on your armor a little bit more, but also I, I just, I want to be in another situation where, there's a synergy between my armor perks and a mod or a, a weapon perk like Demolitionist. Like, those two, those synergies were really, really enjoyable. And I would say they can do more of that. And the example, the, the visual that I gave is right now, reload perks, as they said in the blog, they don't feel like a choice on so many weapons and so many potential weapon rolls. So Bungie's got like this wall and they're putting all these different boxes on it for you to come and grab, okay? You're going and you're grabbing those boxes, but you're carrying one with you. Like, no, 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 no. I, I'm keeping the reload perk. Okay, uh, some of these new boxes only really are at their best when paired together and your reload perk can't come along. It's in the way. You have to you have to put it down. Well, I don't want to. It's just too good. It gives me literally a hundred a maximum reload speed. It's it's so strong it looms in your mind as a necessity, and so they're lowering it to say, yeah, you know, it might be. We did the same thing with damage perks. Damage perks were suddenly like, oh, they're nice. They're nice, but they don't feel necessary. I don't feel like I'm totally nerfing the gun. You know what I mean? Change your character. Interesting weekly info text. Okay, hang on. They always do that pop-up on Friday. Um, continue assisting Rasputin to destroy the Almighty before it's too late. 
Obliterate opponents when mayhem and breakthrough come to the crucible. Assist Anna Bray when Mars becomes the weekly flashpoint. So the first bullet point does seem interesting. Continue assisting Rasputin to destroy the Almighty before it's too late. That might literally be like continue. That's what we've been doing now. But it could be more of a, uh-oh, there's a skybox, there's a cutscene, there's a something. And Mars is the flashpoint. Very good point, Fricado. Yeah, something could be happening next week. Yeah. Um, Mr. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Miss, Miss Strongshot. Do you have any predictions about what Iron Gaze and Iron Grip will do? Well, I'm going to assume Iron Gaze has something to do with ADSing. Um, maybe holding, maybe you, sh- maybe you can see something or health or I don't know. Maybe it's hidden. Maybe it's like hidden hand or something. And then Iron Grip, I would think would be some type of a hip fire benefit or something. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. These are on reprisals, so... Actually have no flinching? Yeah, maybe. Sid. Maybe maybe Iron Grip... Maybe Iron Gaze will literally be like... you. Your, the first shot doesn't flinch. It's Dead Cliffs? I'm sure people are excited about that. Isn't Dead Cliffs like a favorite? Don't people like Dead Cliffs? Um... Yeah, I thought people liked Dead Cliffs. I remember when Dead Cliffs wasn't in rotation, I saw a lot of the big PvP guys naming that as one of the maps they like. Um, what are your What are the chances of Bungie overhauling the engine and 60 FPS optimization for next gen? I think you're going to get 60. This is where Wheezy and I disagree. But I think you're going to get a flat 60 on the new consoles because they already updated the settings to allow you to have a similar settings. It's matching of the PC, and they said that was for future updates. I think they're going to give you an FOV slider that'll probably cap at 90. Um, and then they're going to give you a flat 60 FPS, a solid unwavering 60. Uh, Wheezy thinks you're going to get 1080, 120, or 4K 60. I don't think so. I don't think this present engine with the way it interacts with rain and particle effects and explosions, I don't think the new consoles would, would be able to pull that off. I think it's going to be 60 flat. Um... After thinking about it more, I think it's going to be 60 at 1080. These companies seem scared to push the consoles. Yeah, I... I not only that, Wheezy, I just don't think this engine is is as good as maybe people think. Like, even really beefy PCs struggle uh, to maintain 120. And I know I run a 1440, but my system sometimes drops below 120 and it's a monster. So, that's what I think. Now, to your other question overhauling the engine we've had that debate up and down there's three theories brand new engine this season i'm like huh doubtful brand new engine in the future that's currently being built that's another theory there's also a theory that the tiger engine is going to get a big upgrade and a a big change this this coming year that'll allow them to put more in it and make more changes and stuff so uh thog red rub um Somebody reinstall the game. If you guys want to give some advice to Michael Skarn in chat, I, I don't want to, I can't answer that question right now. It wouldn't really fit with Q&A, but they're asking about, you know, what to do as a returning player, what to focus on. What do you think of pro perks similar to enhanced mods, but enhanced perks, normal perks that you enhance through playing the game? I actually started to float out the idea like this, where perks would drop and there'd be three tiers, and tier one, you could you could feel like, okay, I can kind of feel it. 
but as you level the gun or invest in the perk you go to tier 2 and then tier 3 once you hit tier 3 the perk gets like the little yellow circle around it and then it would be at its maximum strength that would create that that secondary grind that people do after they get their god roll so you get your god roll then you would invest in the gun to optimize and master it um I'm not going to die on that hill, but I think that that would add something for the more hardcore players. The casual players, it would just happen as time goes on. And at least when you got a role, you could experiment with it and be like, do I want to invest in this role? Are these perks harmonizing together? Is there a synergy, right? And if you'd like it, then you invest in it. Remember in D1, you'd like, you could, you had to invest in the gun before the perks were active. This is like a middle ground hybrid of that. You would take pride in that investment in the gun and you would feel like this is, this is really special to me. And I put a lot of time into this. Now, some people might, that might, that might be a bad idea (laughs) because people would become really attached to the weapon and then sunsetting would be more painful. (laughs) But I still think that would be a cool way to really say, oh, I'm not done yet. I got the God roll. Now I really got to take it up a notch. You could do something even cooler with raid weapons where the perks, once they're all maxed out, suddenly they synergize and create a raid perk out of that synergy. So I'm going to give a very basic example. Um like a rapid kill perk that also then fuels a grenade perk and then when you synergize it it does something specific to your grenade whenever you're in that raid they could do things like that like basically create an investment path on a weapon where like oh I want to I want to invest in this weapon I want to use this weapon in the raid to take it up to its its peak performance in the raid isn't that isn't this master working all perks essentially it would be like master working a perk yes but again it would create this idea that just getting the god roll you're not done yet you got to kind of invest in the weapon and use the weapon to take it all the way up to its maximum it would create a sec almost like a secondary uh like a secondary grind imagine the vault of glass weapons not having um oracle disruptor until you use the gun enough in vogue like disrupt a certain number of oracles and then you get oracle disruptor does that make sense like that's a very basic example but that's one that i think would really really bring some of the weapon identity and weapon investment home for particular activities especially the raid you can do the same thing with trials you got to get so many kills with the trial sniper before you get the adept perk to activate and then it's always on for you and you feel that sense of investment that also gives you that sense of i need to raid more or run trials more even now that i got the guns and the uh, and the weapons that i want there's still a relevancy push to go back to that activity you're not done yet right almost like a catalyst right for but for the perks because right now what ends up happening is this would be my concern for raids they invest in really really good aspirational guns for raids and they are standout and there's god rolls or curated rolls or something and then once you get that that content suddenly lacks relevancy you're like oh there's like a weird sadness that comes from getting what you want I was watching the new series it was not that new now but the world according to Jeff Goldblum and he did the one on sneakers and he talked about dopamine your dopamine actually hits its highest point 
right before getting the item which is one of the reasons why there's this weird almost bittersweet moment when you finally get the god roll as the realization settles on you that there's no longer a pursuit or chase for it you the romance and the dance and the pursuit is now over you've gotten the weapon so the celebration quickly kind of is there's like a there's like a weird you know it's like a slightly damp blanket you're like well I'm kind of done now you know so a way to keep that from happening is you'd feel like you know what I just got my god roll but it's it's not at its best yet it's not maximized it's not mastered I got to keep running the raid to master the weapon that's good for your team too because they're like dude I don't have a god roll yet I'm glad you want to continue running the raid I'm glad you want to continue running trials because I don't have the good thing yet you know you're putting something beyond just the acquisition of the item you're putting an investment system beyond the acquisition of the item bring back the leveling system of weapons from d1 well that's what i'm talking about heavy lifted it wouldn't be as rigid d1 was like here's the gun you have no idea what the perks feel like until you invest in it this would be like here's the gun the perks work but they're not at their maximum efficiency yet you have to bliv- you have to level the gun up for those 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 perks to hit tier one two and three and then you're done that extends the relevancy of the weapon you know I don't want to go back to the D1 system of like you, you don't even know what the perks feel like until you level it all the way up that, that, that doesn't work very well I don't think the only catch is that that process makes sunsetting all the more painful well but I don't think so Pretorius because you're using the weapon and enjoying it while you're mastering it and you wouldn't make the mastery of it absurd you would get it and maybe it takes you I don't know a week or two to master it you wouldn't be like now that you've got it it's going to take you four months to master it no 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 no. then I would agree with you people would be like oh my gosh I just now finally got it fully mastered and all the perks are at their maximum and and now it's going to get sunset in five months or seven months or something this could work with Nightfalls too for champion mods. You could have the guns with anti-barrier ETC on them. They only activate once you disrupt barriers or stop X unstoppables. Oh, then it becomes intrinsic to the gun or something? Ooh, I like that. Once you disrupt so many barriers or, un- or stagger so many unstoppables, it becomes intrinsic or something. Maybe it can unlock one intrinsic champion. That'd be cool. You could do it where the perks are set, but you actually level up and increase uh, efficacy. That's well. That's literally what I said in my answer to Thog Redrum. Is you would get the perks, and they're all at tier one, and then they level up to tier two, tier three. They hit tier three, get the cool little yellow outline, and now they're at their maximum efficiency. Ignore. Don't you think these changes will make these perks irrelevant in aspirational content? I don't think it's even possible getting rapid kills with a hand cannon on the Grandmaster Nightfall, so Feeding Frenzy makes no sense now. Um, uh, hmm. Well, that's just Feeding Frenzy, though. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from. Like, it is invalidated in an environment where enemies don't die fast enough. I happen to think that Extreme Deltas and 12 negative modifiers... You, you are literally outlining one of, okay, one of the, like, 18 reasons why I don't think that makes for good, for, for good endgame content. Because I have always said it flattens the game out. It flattens out your choices. It flattens out all the dynamics of the game. And you've just shown one of the things that's getting flattened and shoved off the table. Yeah, multi-kill clip, feeding frenzy. It's an outlier. 
Well, it's an outlier, but think about it. It's like, it's one more thing that gets just absolutely flattened out by, here's an extreme delta with 12 negative modifiers. Your solution to those problems is so narrow. I'm telling you right now, if Grandmaster Nightfall was a less extreme delta, six negative modifiers and six positive modifiers, and the six positive modifiers focused on buffing the seasonal mods... So right now, if there were six positive modifiers that rotated and were different week to week, and they buffed certain styles of Warmind Cell play, and you would invest in Warmind Cell builds and see the benefit of that in the Grandmaster Nightfall, you are now creating mitigatable pain through proper loadout choice. That's essentially what a champion mod is. It's mitigatable pain through the proper loadout choice. Oh, an unstoppable ogre. I put that on my gun. I interact with the mechanic. I stun him. We kill him. I feel a sense of satisfaction in that. There's a synergy and a harmony in the player strategy and the team working together, right? You don't have that in high delta, 12 negative modifier. We either sit here and face tank or we hide. And then that's how you solve that problem. You create such a steep like cliff of pain that people are like I'm just going to avoid that pain there's a threshold where pain is merely avoided or endured rather than overcome there are three ways to attack pain in a video game you avoid it you endure it or you overcome it and I don't feel like when the pain gets that high overcoming it's not an option you merely endure it or you completely avoid it you just hide in invis I think that's why that content ends up feeling so unappealing to people because it's like, what? What? This is harder than a freaking raid. (laughs) This is more difficult. In a raid, I overcome the power of the raid. I master the mechanics. I come in with a loadout that meets and mitigates the pain. And that is why I think you do that with modifiers. Thank you for buying some more Rageless Roast. You equip me with Warmind Cell mods. And there are modifiers in the nightmare in in the Grandmaster Nightfall, and I can now instead of enduring or avoiding the pain, I can overcome the pain with the proper loadout. That's so much more interesting. It's so much more interesting to do that. Like getting Oracle Disruptor in Vault of Glass felt like you were overcoming the pain of managing oracles rather than just enduring them or taking care of it. It's like, no, I'm overcoming this. I'm equipping myself with a way to have maximum efficiency in this environment. That's so much more satisfying. And then it's more player... I don't know. I feel like there's more of you in that. There's more of you as a player in that decision making. In you feel more represented in the game instead of yeah, we watched a video of the YouTube and uh, yeah, you go over here and you hide and then you end this and you go over here and you hide and it's like and then you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. One of the reasons that garden variety first person shooter campaigns get so boring is you and I have such a similar experience. It's almost like you're on rails just shooting enemies as they pop out. It's very boring. Your choices don't really make much of a difference in like old school Call of Duty campaigns, right? It's very like linear on rails, go here, go here, go here. Your experience and my experience are like completely, completely different. I'm, not, I'm sorry, they're not completely different. They're, they're almost exactly the same. 
And that's the way this endgame content starts to feel. But if you start to equip the player to overcome and maximize and finesse their loadout to meet and overcome and mitigate that pain, now your approach and my approach may be completely different. It may be completely different. That's why I loved the Axis fight. I, I loved it. Some people used Galley. Some people used the the Warpath grenade launcher from Dead Orbit. Some people used the uh, the Dark Drinker. I used Viking Funeral fusion grenades with Starfire Protocol, and we all did crazy damage. Some people used Celestial Nighthawk because they were they were selfish and didn't want to help the team. Ha <laughs> ha! That was a fight where you could finesse it, you could overcome the pain, you could load yourself out to to maximize the thing being required of you. Man, I freaking miss that. The Tom, or the Tome. The Pinnacles of Year 2 have unique perks. I can't see Bungie re-implementing Onslaught, uh, Menagera, Mag- Mega Nura. What are you even saying? Should Bungie buff just shift those weapons to the exotic category since they have unique perks onslaughts on the breakneck what's the other one he's saying there i don't know what that one is i don't think you need to take these no i think this is a terrible suggestion oh it's the oxygen perk um mega Nyora is the oxygen perk i'm super unfamiliar with that gun i very rarely have used it now our chat is being rated with the word oxygen <laughs> um no i disagree with this no need to do this. They're going to be sunset anyways. What's the point in changing their category? Unless you're trying to get around sunsetting. God's Acolyte. Uh, do you think that Bungie is sunsetting weapons to keep the time to kill at a reasonable level? This is precisely described in the TWAB. That's why they, they talk about this with power creep. This is like... This is... This is Sunsetting Logic 101. It's literally in the TWAB. They say that they can't just keep making stronger perks because combat gets ridiculous and there's not there's nothing to it anymore. It's just everything is dying so fast. Then imagine if everybody was dying from one bullet in the Crucible. How boring that would be. Uh, Heimco. Do you think that there is a chance that they will re-release time-gated items such as Season 3 Iron Banner ornaments? Or are they gone for good? I I could see them bringing some of that stuff back, potentially. Marine. With the changes to the reload perk system, is this the biggest indication that Bungie is moving away from general basic builds and much deeper specialized builds between weapons and armor? Well, slow down there, Wilbur. I mean, I don't want to go too far down the line of, like, trusting Bungie too much and and presuming too much. I would hope that this is going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would hope, again, as I said at the beginning of this Q&A, they would move away from basic, like, garden variety, like, reload damage perks and move more towards mechanical or elemental perks, right? Um, who is this? Why are you... Who is this person in chat? Who... Let me, let me click on their name. You've been following me for seven months. Why are you scolding somebody in chat and telling them they're disrupting chat flow? You're not a mod, so... Um, I had to block. Oh, Teddy's agreeing with you. What's going on? You're saying somebody's disrupting chat flow? I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, I still don't want you guys trying to mod chat. We have mods for that. Um, I can't even find the person that you're scolding in chat. I don't even know what they're doing to disrupt chat flow, but Teddy's in agreement with you, and I trust Teddy's judgment. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh... 
I don't know what's going on, but Dad's coming down to take a look at what's going on in the playground. He said, I was disrupting chat flow... What? Chat flow uh, when I was discussing with a guy. I was going to say, Bicult's been around for a long time, but Teddy said they blocked them as well. Or, Teddy, are you saying you blocked the guy, that guy, the Autisticatum or whatever? I'm not sure who was being disruptive, but Bicult's been around for a long time. I don't know why that guy was scolding him. Um, Oh, Milky saying, I unbanned him a few weeks back. He's super argumentative. Okay, I trust Milky. Moving on. Uh, Rain the Dark. With the gun perks hopefully becoming more powerful in the fall, do you think that raid weapons should be on par with guns like Fatebringer, or do you want more unique perks with less emphasis on strength? Well... Here's part of the problem with this discussion some of the times. People are like, damage perks are annoying and boring and that's all we focus on. Okay, to a certain extent, the goal of your primary weapon is to engage in just like the basic primary combat, okay? Um, And I would say that that is, at its core, very basic. So if you're going to buff that gun, it's probably not going to feel like some insane wild weapon. You know what I'm saying? Let me phrase it another way. Primary weapons have to stay in their lane, and that lane is just going to have limitations. It's it's a gun with a designed purpose, and that designed purpose is to kill trash ads for the most part, okay? Heavy weapons should stay in their lane as well. If you had a heavy weapon, if if a machine gun could have a th- over a thousand bullets in it, just an absurd amount of ammo, it would suddenly leave its lane and you would just use it as your primary. You would use it all the time. It has to stay within its lane. Primary weapons have to stay within its lane. If you suddenly create a bunch of perks and a bunch of this and a bunch of that, and it starts to leave its lane and it's doing things that it shouldn't do, you that's almost like um, systemic power creep. There's a hierarchy within the weapon system. Primary, secondary, and heavy. And those lanes have to be respected. I will give you an example of sort of internal systemic power creep. The Ikelos shotgun left its lane as a secondary weapon, a legendary secondary weapon, and it became an exotic heavy. It sort of broke through the hierarchy and created a power creep disruption. So then the only way you were going to make better exotic heavies was to make them stronger than a legendary shotgun? What the frick? Do you see what I'm saying? So the minute a weapon leaves its lane you're creating problems so everybody needs to understand something and this is why I think a lot of people in the sunsetting discussion are just they're sandbagging critique and criticism there's still a ceiling on what a primary weapon can do and when people are like these weapons are basically just the same as the pre-nerf recluse this is so boring why are they doing sunsetting there's still a ceiling on what they can do with the primary weapon. They're not going to give you a primary weapon that starts killing raid bosses, okay? Because of sunsetting. I think people are automatically setting this situation up. They're ready to criticize it and critique it no matter what because they know deep down there's still only so much Bungie can do with the primary weapon. Nobody, 
nobody that that has that sort of outlook on this truly understands the point of sunsetting the purpose of sunsetting is to create a hierarchy in the weapon system that hasn't ever existed we need a layer at the top for best in class standout weapons that's it that doesn't mean you're going to have primary weapons that one shot raid bosses it doesn't mean you're going to have primary weapons that absolutely decimate every major or mini boss you encounter okay they're still going to be primaries but they're going to be best in class standout primaries that's the real thing i think people are missing Everybody, everybody blows this up into this. Oh my gosh, we're going to get, they better give us primaries that are like miniature rocket launchers. No, no, they're going to give you something that's clearly distinguishable from the gun some guy got in a public event or a strike and the raid. They want to create some sort of a distinguishing mark of this is best in class standout adept. This is not. And sunsetting allows them to do that. So I, I really do, I truly think, I know there are so many sideline cynics just waiting in the wings right now. As soon as September hits, they're going to all pull out their sandbag criticism and be like, see, boom, poof, I told you, boom, boom, I told you we should have been cynical. These weapons aren't strong enough. They're still just really good primaries. And it's like, you were never promised anything other than a best-in-class standout primary. You weren't promised a weapon that breaks the game. So... That's where your expectations should be set. If you are setting false expectations and those expectations are not met, that is a self-inflicted form of frustration. That's not something that Bungie did to you. I'll go back, I'll pull up every one of these blog posts and tweets, and I will quote quote them till I'm blue in the face to all these sideline sandbagging cynics that are just waiting to criticize the system because they don't think the weapons are strong enough. Because I know that's what these people are doing. I've been doing this long enough to know when people are hedging their bets and keeping things here in this sort of skeptic, skeptical, like, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know. And then when it lands, yeah, see, told you, pff, we were right to not think Bungie could do it. It's going to, it's, it's going to happen. We're going to get, write it down. We're going to get two weeks into September and I, we're, I'm going to hear that from people. I, I promise you that's going to happen. N.A. Painter. Do you think Feeding Frenzy's nerf was a specific way to make it synergize with multi-kill clip? And do you think that paves the way for more like it? It's possible. I want to see more more perk synergies like that. Like, um, one-two punch and grave robber is a great one. Uh, that's really, really nice. Because if you time it right to where one-two punch gets the kill and then reloads the gun, like, that's a really fun synergy. I want to see more perk synergies like that. Yes, I want to see more outlaw desperado perk synergies as well, where something outlaw is becoming more garden variety okay it's getting more reined in more garden variety that's okay but what if a garden variety perk pairs with some other unique perk and that that then that then suddenly there's a there's a flourishing that happens as you're pointing out a synergy between feeding frenzy and multi-kill clip you know i'm afraid of them recycling gums more so than anything else i know you'll hate this comment probably but it's such an easy way uh, out that numerous other devs would pull out. Well, Dylan has already made assurances that that's not going to be the case. He even told people, if you're going to look at the paid content and hope for most of it to be reissued weapons, he's like, that's not going to be the case. That they're going to be in the minority. So the smaller amount of weapons coming every season are going to be that the minority will be reissued weapons. So your concern has already been spoken to. They are not going to fill the weapon pool with reissues and be like, yeah, where's your $10? Okay, 
if there's one thing Bungie's good at, it's marketing. And that's awful marketing. There's literally no way they're going to say, yeah, here's the new season, it's $10, and 90% of the weapons are reissues. They're literally, they, that would be a marketing nightmare. The, 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 the handful of weapons that have been reissued even now have been very small in comparison to everything else. And he said, if you're hoping to see a bunch of reissues every season, it's gonna be very, they're going to be very fo- small on the count. There's not going to be a lot of them. He was setting that expectation. I hope he's right. He's literally communicating what Bungie wants to be communicated to us. Like, don't let, don't make people think that it's just going to be a mountain of reissues every season. They're going to resell us our guns, tell it to Joker, his POV on sunsetting. No, yeah, that is a, that's, I'm sorry, that's willful ignorance. It's willful ignorance to claim they're just going to resell us our guns. If Bungie says they're not going to do it and you make a video saying that that's what they're going to do, you're being willfully ignorant. You're just getting, you're just doing clickbait. Like, that's just silly. That's just silly clickbait. Bungie's like, we're not going to make that the primary focus of the paid content. Go and make your video. They're just going to resell us our guns back. Okay. That's just willful ignorance. Jai 2. Do you think sunsetting fixed weapon rolls, pinnacle curated ritual, would be enough? It would leave the agency to the player to invest in a specific role. The problem of the spare ration mindbender could be resolved with sandbox changes. I think you are pulling out the wrong uh, solution here. I'm not disagreeing with the potential pain point. I think you're pulling out the wrong solution, though. Uh, Vike with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Thank you for using your Prime sub here. Um, I would say that the concern over spare rations and mindbender grind is a valid concern. The solution is not fixed weapon rolls. The solution is more player agency and more generosity, which they're already indicating they're doing with the redacted engram and the pursuit weapons being earnable in both PVE and PVP. They are increasing agency, and it sounds like they're not just increasing agency, but also generosity with the redacted engram. I believe those are better solutions to your valid concern about, I don't want to take five months to get a Mindbenders, and then its its viability for endgame just is, is now six months or seven months instead of 12. That is a valid concern. Drewski and I are in agreement on that. You can't, sunsetting can't flourish without good generosity and agency. It simply can't flourish. It'll implode on itself because people will be like, it's taking too long to get the loot. And listen, listen, there's a healthy frustration when you don't get the loot that you want. You don't want that frustration to be compounded by another layer of frustration. Great, cool, awesome. Another month went by and I didn't get the weapon that I want. I didn't get the roll that I want. That's one more month lost on endgame viability. You don't want to do that. I I am in 100% agreement with people that are concerned about the length of grind corrupting the limited endgame viability. 100%. Uh, Cthulhu with 11 months or Cthulhu, I can never remember how to say it thank you for 11 months, almost an entire year it's easy to say one thing and then another to actually do it I'm hopeful, but I'm also not oblivious in what makes sense, not trying to be negative either, just cautiously dipping my toes in it's easy to say one thing, but then to actually do it sweat, I'm telling you but that's exactly what they're going to do they did it this year. You already have a picture of how many reissues they're willing to do in a given season compared to the number of new weapons because you're paying for content. You're not paying for reissues. They've already sort of given you a template. 
So if we want to do this whole like, well, Bungie has a track record, Bungie has a history. Yeah, I agree. They have a history right now in year three of doing a very small amount of reissues against the backdrop of all the new weapons. This season's a terrible example because you could argue the trials are reissues, but I would go to Season of Dawn as a really, really good test of saying how much new, how much reissue. And I would say in that in that regard, they they and the issue and the free and the issues are yeah the reissues are free. So that was the other thing they did. The paid content is new stuff. You know they're gonna they're gonna give you new stuff for paid content. Like that's that's a commitment from them that I can't see them walking back because that's a marketing nightmare. Why would I pay ten dollars for a bunch of reissued weapons? That's a total valid question that I can't see them doing that. That would blow up in their face. Jay Kristoff. High impact pulses are getting a buff because they're underutilized. As of this morning, Collections has a total of seven high impact pulses. Do you think high impact pulses are actually underutilized or there aren't enough in the weapon pool? No, when an archetype sucks, it's underutilized. An archetype an archetype does not have to be um it doesn't have to have a ton of them to get tons of use. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying there's only seven high impact pulses. How many how many 150 hand cannons are there? What uh, I don't know, ten? I actually don't know how many there are. I'm genuinely asking. I don't think it's overabundance of quantity that hurts archetypes most of the time. It's just the archetypes in a bad place right now. Rocket launchers and scouts are in a similar scenario. They're just they're just bad, so nobody uses them. Redrix is decent in PVE. Yeah, Redrix isn't awful, but like they just they don't seem they don't seem to hold up and they're trying to address that. So underutilization usually stems from the archetype being in bad shape. And there's barely any 150s. That's precisely my point. Like 150s are freaking everywhere and I don't think there's some crazy number of 150s. You're saying there's only seven high impact pulses. What's the what's the count on 150s? You know? Uh, Lucifer with the brand new sub enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad free viewing um, I'm actually curious how many 150s there are since they are, they're, they're sort of dominating uh, well and you would need them to be new 150s right like nobody's using midnight coup and the crucible so you got the dire that's one and then you got what else I don't even know. What's spare? Spare's a 150, so that's two. There's two. What the frick is that? The Daedalus Code? Does anybody use that? That's a light, that's a lightweight 150? I don't know. It might not have good rolls on it. So we got three. If people use the rows, that's four. Uh, do anybody use these M sets? That's five. So we're at five. Six for the Defiant. Uh, you can't really grind for any more. Uh, six, seven, eight. So we're at eight on the 150s. Waking Vigil makes it uh, nine. And then we can't count Jack Queen again because we already counted it. And we can't count Dire again because we already counted it. So you're talking about what? Seven versus nine. And then you have the Thorn and the Lumina. I wouldn't say that count difference is that dramatic. Like seven versus what? Ten? That's not that dramatic to say that, oh, that's why they're being underutilized. Uh... Miss Strongshot. Bungie mentioned they will be separating sub-archetypes for hand cannons. How would you change hand cannons to make them all different but balanced? One tens can't have such awful reload. They're, the reload's so bad, you, you basically can only run it with a reload perk. I think that's a flaw in the archetype. 
Uh, I also think 110s need significantly better range. Uh, 140s need to compete and be lethal at a range that 150s can't be, so that 150s feel they have to push the envelope and get a little bit closer. Um, 180s need much better reload. Like they just, I don't, I don't know. 180s also don't seem to have very good reload. You feel like you have to constantly lean on reload. Um, 180s should be like a step away from a sidearm. They should be really, really fast and snappy and really great at close range. And they just, I think the lack of reload, um, they need ammo. Yeah, they need ammo. Like 180s should feel like a step above a sidearm, like slightly better range than a sidearm, but like good ammo, good ammo in the mag and good reload speed. Like nobody wants to use a really fast weapon that doesn't have enough ammo and doesn't reload quickly. That feels convoluted. Ah, Jimmer. Why all the focus on reload? It seems it's such a standard perk to be focusing on. They outline that in the TWAB, so I'm not going to explain it to you. Like, Read the TWAB if you would like an explanation as to why they did it. I don't want to rehash all that. JD Gamer. Hey, Lona, with Tellos being nerfed with perks, is this possibly leading to a nerf to well and weapons to make PvE art harder? I mean, I don't know if their goal is to make PvE harder. I mean, if you nerf well and bubble... Um, you're going to have a hard time in Grandmaster, which is like the hardest content they've made. So I, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't, I don't see that lining up. Why don't they just do an all-around buff to the lowest reload speed? Yeah, we've already hashed out why that could be a thing they need to do anyways. Even if they're messing with the reload perks, they still need to buff some of those stats. Do you think weapons could use an additional row of perks in addition to the current amount that the weapons have? Well... You know what? I like literally just suddenly like a light bulb going off. Armor 2.0 brought back stats and you have what? What do you have on armor? You have mods that give you thing like machine gun scavenger and enhanced arms loader. And then you have these six stats. Okay. So guns have these five stats and then they have basically like, you know, three perks or something. They could add like another area of stats with respect to I, I don't know they can add a whole other host of stats similar to how we have like mobility and discipline and intellect here guns could suddenly have stats that are invested in either through usage or currency or I don't know something totally separate from perks and impact you know range stability handling and reload speed you could have stats uh, with respect to maybe more damage and efficiency against certain enemy types, uh, maybe quicker energy, maybe quicker efficiency against shields, um, maybe there could be suppressive stats, like if you shoot an enemy enough, it suppresses them and they can't do their ability, um, or dot, there could be a dot status, there could be a dot number or something like that. It would literally be like just another row of stats that the higher the number, the quicker they stagger or the quicker their shield breaks or the, the, it puts dot damage on them after so many shots or something. Think about it like this. You have certain tiers of recovery and then... Um, mobility is a better example certain tiers of mobility on a hunter and suddenly you have a 9 second cooldown on your on your dodge what if there was a certain tier of like shield lethality where if you could get it to there on your gun it pops a shield with one shot or something like and you invest in that because you think that's really important for the particular guns you know thing or maybe there's a damage over time where if you get it to tier 5 what like 3 shots to the head does a damage over time explosion these These are the types of things that I've been talking about, like invest more in the space magic and the mechanics of what the gun can do instead of just like it does damage and reload. 
Like, no, I'm going to invest in these particular stats the way we invest in our stats with our armor. Be a whole other layer of weapon customization. Maybe there's like a weapons 3.0, weapons 2.0, whatever that is landing in September that might do stuff like that. Like, hey, right now, armor lands in two places. There is the stats of the armor over here. That there's these six, and then there's all these different perks, and then those stats feed into these stats. What if you could get a certain stat here to hit a certain level, and it creates this like overarching tier of space magic or something? It would be nerfed for PvP. Well, no, they would all have they would all have purpose outside of PvP. Like if you three tap somebody in the head or they're dead, right? So you're not going to proc that one that we just talked about. Breaking shields, that's elemental shields. That's that's not even a thing. You know what I'm saying? Doing more damage to majors. That that's not a thing in PVP. Those would be strictly PVE stats that you could invest in or go for certain roles or whatever. Uh, JD Gamer with two new Iron Banner perks, could this bring a grind back to Iron Banner? These, man, I'm tell, I'm telling you, I, these are the exact kind of questions that just this is this is not what Q and A is for. This is it's so so broad and generic, homie. With two new Iron Banner perks, could this bring the grind back to Iron Banner? I I don't know how you want me to answer this. It. I'm just going to say maybe. I can't say yes or no. If I say no, how do I substantiate that? No, nobody's going to care. Why would they not care? They're new perks. Yes, yes, it'll bring back the grind. Why? It's only two new perks. Like I honestly don't know. I, I don't. It, it, it's. I have to give you a maybe on questions like this. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't know if this is enough to make people really want to grind Iron Banner. I do feel like, though, Iron Banner gets good stats pretty much all the time. Like It brings people back. You know... It's two new perks on reprised weapons. Are they reprised weapons from D1 or D2? They didn't say, right? It just said reprised weapons. I wonder if they're from D1. Or are they going to be static rolls from D2, I bet. They're probably going to be static roll. I bet you are going to be Iron Banner weapons that are still sitting around static rolled somewhere. Um, what, What would be an example? Is there an example of... I get you. It's just... If it's a yes or no question, JD, it's so hard for me to give a good answer. It just ends up being, it just ends up being so, I just have to glide over it. It's not that it's a bad question. It's just, it doesn't work for Q&A because it's a yes or no question. Um, it's a pulse. What's, where is it? Is it, is it, is it Claws of the Wolf? No, it's not Claws of the Wolf time-worn spire it might not be in here because I bet you I never earned it I probably don't have it in here I don't see it in my in my in my listing here I probably never went and earned the gun please go to your energy weapons and clear notifications no I'm not going to I should leave it up to trigger you for the rest of the Q&A the bomb dog Rockets and 110 hand cannons are barely usable with the current reload, in my opinion. Do you agree some weapons will suffer and what could be done about that? Good question, but we've I think we've answered this earlier with the idea that the base stats on some weapons need looked at. And I continue to say, if the archetype is so bad, you need a perk to make it usable, that's just, I don't think that's good. The gun archetype should be able to stand on its own, and then the perks should come up on top of it, and give it more of an identity and a usage, a usage theme. 
right? Perks, perks should not be like, oh no, yeah, you need that perk of the gun's trash. Like, I would say that's a bad archetype if that's the case. McCheshire. Should new perks be given with each season? Going from Season of Dawn with its new perks to Worthy with only Celerity was a large reason as to why I didn't enjoy the new gear as much. Um, I would say that the biggest challenge here is it reasonable. I don't want to say it's not reasonable, but I wonder just how often do you think they can throw out new perks? Do you know what I'm saying? How many perks do you think you should get in a season? Two or three? And then probably way more when it's like a September release, right? So like winter, spring, and summer should get like, what, two or three? So by the end of that, that's like nine extra perks or something. Um, I don't know if I disagree with that. I just want to be careful about, are we setting expectations that aren't reasonable? Are we trending into the the waters of like, um, are we trending over in the waters of, well... You know, I I can't even. They can't make a raid. You know, we need to get a raid every season. Are we close to that by saying every season needs new perks? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this one. Um, Chase Zula, thank you for six months. I would say this. This is how I'm going to answer your question. I just kind of came up with an answer. If they do a handful of new perks every season, then we need to be okay with some perks getting like sunset not necessarily the perks get sunset but like the weapons that had those perks a year later when they get sunset that perk kind of goes away and then there's room for more how many freaking perks do you think they could fit in given archetypes and given roles and stuff you know what i'm saying like you don't want to bloat up the perk pool so that by the time we get into like september of 2021 we're like this is so bloated there's so many freaking perks in the game does that make sense i don't want the system to like collapse on itself or it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many perks. I think some perks would probably just have to only be around for that year. Too many perks can be a big problem. Right, because then it's like, well, man, I love this hand cannon, but like there's so many perks in the game. Either I never get the roll that I want, or they have to limit the perk pool of this gun so much it doesn't have any of the ones that I like. So I think this is a good question. and I think it gets at the heart of the matter of there is always going to be a, a potential strain on the system if we just keep cranking up quantity more guns more perks more guns more perks okay <laughs> okay like there's a weight limit on this floor only 150 people can be on the dance floor and more people keep coming on more guns more perks and then the floor is going to collapse like you can have too much stuff in the game to where there's almost a um there's probably a word for this. It ends up paralyzing choice and an in, in incentive. You don't even know what to go for. Like, there's so much. Fr- I don't even freaking know, like, what is going on. It overwhelms your senses. It's too much. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. what A hand cannon can get. There's, there's, there's 35 different perks for hand cannons now or something. You know what I'm saying? Analysis paralysis. That sounds so cool. But that's, I think that's, yeah, it's like there's too much. I get into some games and I go through that. I don't even I don't even understand how everything interacts and I freeze up and I'm like, I don't care now and I just keep playing. I'll give you an example. Weapons that have 
so many consumables that you never consume them because you don't know when you're supposed to. You're like, well, I have this potion for this and this potion for that and this potion for this particular thing. And then I have this potion over here that does this particular thing. And you literally don't know when to use them. So you don't. So you have 85 potions that give you, I don't know, a certain perk and you never use it. Cause you're like, I don't know when I'm supposed to use it. There's too many potions. Analysis paralysis needs to be the name of a new perk. It does. It does. How I felt in The Witcher 3. Yes, yes. Like The Witcher 3 kind of does that to you. Like until you get all the way to the end of the road and really start to realize like, don't you ever feel that when you go into a new game? You're like, should I sell this or keep this or break this down? Frick, I don't know. I don't have a schema for the game yet. I don't know where to place value or importance. So you just drag everything behind. You're like, I don't know. Okay. Why do you still have that, man? I don't know. When am I supposed to get rid of it? Is it okay to sell it? Is it okay to break it down? I don't know. What if I need it later? And then you end up saving everything. Like the same thing can happen with guns and perks and, and, and all those different things. You're like, well, I don't even know what's good now. I don't even know what's important. There's too many perks. There's too many choices. Uh, and then your incentive dies. But when you have like this contained like accessible like understandable like these are the weapons these are the good perks these are the god rolls these are the good archetypes and then you have something to chase and go for it ironically is more limited but probably gives you more of a sense of pursuit and satisfaction once what you know once the items are acquired uh alfonso what is the perk that you find yourself chasing in any weapon? Right now, I don't really, I'm not chasing anything, so I don't, I don't have an answer, because there's not really anything chase, to chase right now. Do you think that we could see lesser used perks being combined to, or altered to become useful? This is another one of those super broad yes or no's. Like, I, I would hope so, and I would also probably put a little bit more hope and faith in them bringing new perks, because, you know revitalizing existing ones is cool but it's a little bit more exciting to have new ones even if the new ones like let's take for example um uh what's what's a perk that we we, we never you hip fire grip <clears throat> hip fire grip doesn't get used a whole lot if there's like a new version of hip fire grip with a different name and, and, and a couple of different things that it does and a, a, a couple of different benefits if it's got a new name and a new icon, that's probably better than going in and messing with hip fire grip. You know, Firefly is another example. People don't use Firefly enough. I would say you're better off instead of going in and buffing or making changes to Firefly, come up with a new perk that does something very similar to Firefly, call it something else, give it a new little icon so you get excited when you see it. And that'll give people more of a semblance of new. Because if you just go in and you fix Firefly, number one, what about people that don't check the blogs? Right? They have no idea that that's doing anything. I'm sorry, Dragonfly. (laughs) Like, nobody, if you're not checking the blogs, they don't know that you made all these changes to Dragonfly. They just know, man, all these guns have Dragonfly on them now. You know? You, you, you could you could call it elemental boom boom for all I care but it would be new new icon oh cool what is this and then you try it out <laughs> horsefly uh, I believe I can fly would be a good name for one 
<laughs> do you think adding intrinsic perks to specific weapons would work for new aspirational gear or would it cause balancing issues well I don't know if it would cause balancing issues because I don't know what the intrinsic perk would do some intrinsic perks are very very contextual like celerity was intrinsic on adept weapons and trials in, in destiny 1 and it wasn't a balancing issue it was very very contextual it was it was not always a, you know helping you fuzz isn't this an example of breaking the train to make us play with the blocks I'm okay with it but I can see how this will reinforce the fear that perks and guns will be getting in September won't be what they're hyped up to be people a lot of times like to use my don't break the trains so that we you know play with the blocks um, scenario here because I use this when they nerfed machine guns and then they buffed grenade launchers And in that scenario, I was very unhappy because machine guns had literally just gotten buffed to a good position and we were enjoying them. And then they basically made them unappealing. It's like, I don't want to use these on a boss. You just made them weak against the boss. So I naturally am going to do a DPS measurement test and boom, grenade launchers win, right? So when that happens... I felt that they broke the train to make me play with the blocks instead of just raising if they would have just raised the lethality of grenade launchers both grenade launchers and machine guns would have been viable it it didn't feel necessary in that particular example okay in this example damage perks and reload perks have have had their day for going on four years okay and that's why I'm okay with like, you know what? You can rein in this perk to leave room for more at the tippity top because it feels like I have to run a reload perk because they're literally the most influential perks on guns right now with the exception of damage perks. They're still pretty influential, but they're not as influential as they used to be. Um, so in this system, I don't feel like they're breaking the train to make me play with the blocks because when I read the descriptions of those perks, they're still going to be okay. If you get a roll on a gun after they make this change and it has Feeding Frenzy or Rabbit Hit or Outlaw, that perk is still totally fine. It's still going to help your gun. It's still going to proc. You know, it's still going to do the thing you want it to do. So... But with machine guns, the reason I said they broke the train to make me play with the blocks is they didn't even leave it up to me. It was like, no, within the realm of DPS against a boss, machine guns are now way behind grenade launchers, so I'm going to pick grenade launcher every time. Instead of leaving machine guns alone, comparing it to grenade launchers, and if it was like a really close race, then I might just use whatever my preference is. In this scenario, I don't feel like they're chopping down reload perks to being completely like, oh yeah, there's no reason to run them. They're still going to be, I think, totally fine perks when they land on a weapon. You'll be like, yeah, this is fine. This works. It helps. It's not what I'm looking for. But you're not going to feel like, no, throw it in the bin. It's got Outlaw on it. Nah, throw it in the bin. It's got Feeding Frenzy on it. I don't think so. The descriptions of the perks that I read are still going to be acceptable and fine. Knocking a heavy weapon off of a DPS table, I think, is just stupid. That's kind of what they're built for. Uh, oh, they're good for ad control. Yes, because ad control is so difficult. Do you think that reloadish perks like demo and grave romper need a bit of tuning? I I don't have a strong opinion on those right now. Ash and Hollow. Let's take out reload perks. What perks are worth chasing that actually make your gun feel stronger? At the current juncture, not much. Seriously, over. I like running swash and overflow because I I don't know. 
Overflow just feels kind of fun. It's cool to have 22 rounds in a, in a, in a, in a hand cannon. Um, it doesn't necessarily make it feel stronger, though. Demo doesn't even make your gun feel stronger. Demo, like, complements your build, but, like, it doesn't make you feel stronger. Unless, again, it's on something like Martyr's Retribution, where I can, like, shoot a grenade, throw a grenade, shoot a grenade. Like, that just feels cool. Thank you, Sir uh, Doggo, for two months, and Sir Phoenix Maximus for eight months. Welcome back. God's Acolyte. I guess I'm just being hopeful here, but do you think that there will be new supers in the next DLC? No. And no Dark Powers either. I don't think that's coming. Uh, Primal Enigma. With Bungie effectively ripping band-aids off, as you say, which I agree with, what do you think the next steps will be to make gun perks truly dynamic and interesting again? I would say they really need to lean into perks that do cool things rather than... um, Reload and damage perks now have their place. Okay? They're basic. That's good. Reload and damage perks are basic. So when you get a reload damage perk roll, you're going to be like, okay, cool. I can kind of mess around with this weapon and I can get a feel for it. I would say then there could be better perks or best in class perks or standout perks that do specific or particular things or synergize with particular mods and builds. Like the way that Demo worked with Oppressive Darkness. That's what I would lean into. Thank you, Loaf uh, de Bread, for three months of subs. Do they need to give us more stat investments into reload? No. I think they just need to raise some of the stats on them. Crispy Chicken Sticks. What perks from D1 do you think could help with the issues of broken perks? I don't have any perks in mind from D1 that I think could help right now. I think they need they need new stuff that's different and more exciting, not reprisals from D1. Um, they brought back Clown Cartridge. Now, maybe... What was the one um, for rocket launchers? It was... horseshoes and hand grenades or whatever grenades and horseshoes grenades and horseshoes I think helped out rockets because right now if the rocket misses you just absolutely murdered your DPS so rockets need way better reload they need way more damage so if I decide to use one on a boss and I hit every rocket I should be able to do an insane amount of damage so do you think this change was made uh, to make us reload mod on armor look more desirable, enhanced reloads mods right now give you almost outlaw benefits. I don't think that's one of the reasons, but I definitely think you can lean on that. What, what other perks does Bungie need to look at the change to make player choice less restricted when choosing gun perks? I, I don't, I don't have any in my mind. Uh, dark skills. Do you think that the reload perks could be moved to the magazine column? Drop mag and alloy are there anyway. Yeah, I like where your head's at because then it would basically be, I don't know though, because then you're basically, you always have a reload perk, but I, I don't, I guess that's not a big deal. Then you're choosing between a reload perk and a range perk at that point. Cause then you're choosing between like what, like accurized rounds or armor piercing, or I guess extended mag or tack mag. So you could have like extended mag, tack mag, armor piercing, and then, you know, accurize. And then you could have like two reload perks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a good idea or a bad idea. That certainly would free up one slot, and you could still feel like, hey, no matter what, I get to pick a reload perk. My gun still gets a reload perk, but it's not its not corrupting the role that I'm going for. I can get, you know, Outlaw, and then these two new perks. Like, that might be good. Void Pill. If quick reloading is such a necessary thing in D2, wouldn't a decent solution to be to buff all weapons? Yeah, we've already talked about that. Debomb Dog. 
if field prep is a reload perk that is being nerfed, it's not. I haven't read the TWAB. No, it's being left alone. It's uh, it's one of the ones. Um, there are two reload perks that are unaffected. I believe it's alloy and field prep because they didn't say this, but I'm presuming. Yeah, field prep and alloy mag are unchanged because they're so contextual. They're not persistent, all ever present. Um, hey, somebody else ordered some glasses. Thank you for doing that. They're not ever present. Um, so I would say, I would say that they're, they're, they only proc in certain circumstances and that's why that's okay. It's al- yeah, al- yeah, allo- alloy. Did I, was I saying alloy? I said alloy, didn't I? Uh, little Bobby TV. Bobby, what are you doing? Uh, did you feel that there's a way to bring truly exciting and powerful perks to weapons in the game while having to consider PVP balance? Well, this is where I don't think people... I don't think people have quite seen it in action yet, so maybe they're going to have to make some people believers here. But there is a certain, to a certain degree, there is a predictable, and I would maybe even say a little boring. Uh, there's a bit of a boring nature to um, uh, to the Crucible. Why? There is only so much they can do bef- without breaking the Crucible. Time to kill. Is it is a constant ceiling of restriction on what they can do with weapons in the crucible? You know? So Bungie's you know, we want to make best in class weapons and better weapons. I think you're gonna see most of that evidenced in PvE. You're not gonna see a lot of that evidenced in PvP. You're just not. Like, there's only so much they can do. Like the ever the ever present ceiling of time to kill like you can't bust through that ceiling you simply can't we could do this no you can't why time to kill will get ruined oh we could do this no you can't why you're you're gonna make the weapon too strong it's gonna ruin time to kill oh yeah you're right if you if you start killing a bunch of trash ads really quickly in pve that doesn't necessarily break pve (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) So, PvP is a boring and predictable lane to a certain extent. I love Crucible. I love shoutcasting Crucible. These people play, some of them, at a level that's thrilling to watch. But there is a boring and somewhat hamstrung shackle around Crucible that will never let it bust out into truly, you know, crazy space magic god roll best in class weaponry. It just, it's not possible. It simply isn't. Uh, Night Draft with a brand new Prime sub. Two months from I'm to real boot thank you how many purely pvp web games can you play where all the weapons are those are the weapons to you know to see the point that I'm making it's like you just have you can't bust through that ceiling there's a reason do you think Bungie isn't putting enough bandwidth on sandbox changes I, this is another generic one that sandbox changes aren't going to happen every season and I don't know what they're doing internally so I can't answer you this ties into armor, but should perks be unlocked via XP like D1? No, I don't think perks should be unlocked on guns. I think that's a terrible way to handle gun distribution because then more casual players get a gun and they're basically discouraged from trying it out because they won't even know what it feels like until they invest in it and unlock the perks. It's truly an awful system. Why not put in more mod slots and have mods that tune stability and reload so that it fixes the need and then Bungie can go through with their higher quality levels of perks and can land guns. I mean, 
this is basically why doesn't Bungie do this instead and you'd have to ask them they're basically trying to lower these these perks power because they feel like they're not a choice anymore uh demands this seems like a soft patch for an overarching issue they think reload perks are a must but after it's nerfed there's still always going to be a set of perks that are blatantly the best choices seem like a dog dog chasing its own tail thoughts it's not a dog chasing its own tail no this is this is not you're always going to have a tip of a perk pyramid and a tip of a tip of a weapon pyramid that doesn't go away it's already that way now everybody chases the same freaking roll on every gun and then that gun isn't that distinguished from the last gun okay so you're not even chasing your tail you're just running on a treadmill and then jumping on another treadmill right next to you like it's just like you're making like a lateral move this will at least give the semblance and the feeling of like there's truly best in class standout gear for me to chase and enjoy using and this gear's better than the garden variety gear I can get in the public space presently the guns you can get in the public space or from bounties or from Zavala are nowhere they're not distinguishable from flawless weapons or try I'm sorry or raid weapons or even anything from Grandmaster they're creating better loot hierarchy you're always going to chase your tail to a certain degree in a perpetual loot pursuit live service game you just are you are always going to be chasing something and then it's replacing what you already have this is one of the things that kills me in the debate about this. People will literally put their finger on an identity marker of the game and be like, isn't that just a dog chasing its tail? No, that's just literally an identity marker of a loot pursuit game. Go play WoW, go play Borderlands, go play Diablo, go play Division, go play any loot pursuit game that go, that, that, that is go, that's ongoing and you just described an identity marker for those types of games. New stuff to replace the old stuff. The new stuff feels cooler and looks cooler and has a new car smell and is stronger or my old stuff's not good enough anymore or my old stuff's underleveled or outdated. That's literally an identity marker for loot pursuit games. So people don't like a system and they they, they try to like argue against it by basically just like describing the game like that's destiny. that's destiny that's destiny in d1 that's destiny all the time like it's always been this way you've always done this i don't understand why people like all of a sudden come up for air and they're like i don't understand why you would do this you're just perpetuating loot grind it's just like a treadmill or it's a dog chasing its tail yeah yeah we what do you mean we've been doing that for five years (laughs) we've been doing that for five years and we've been doing it and there's no loot hierarchy so like I go and run a raid and it takes a long time and we wipe and we fail and it's a six man non match made activity and my guns are no different from the raid than the guns in the sundial <laughs> I need to run backup mag for it to be good oh yeah we you weren't here Milo we talked about how 180 should be like a hop skip and a jump away from a sidearm they need more ammo in the mag they need to reload quicker they don't they don't function as an identity. They're dissonant. They're a fast-firing, low-mag, slow-reload. What the frick? They should feel almost like a sidearm with better range. Like, <laughs> 180s don't make sense. 110s are in a similar camp. 110 should have better range, better reload. 140s should outgun 150s at the right range. You know? There's a lot of things they need to do the archetypes. Like, 
You can't disagree with either sunsetting or even nerfing reload perks by invoking bad archetypes. People were doing that the other day. Invoking the bad archetype has nothing to do with the system or the nerfs. A bad archetype is a bad archetype. Archetypes need adjusted. That is a separate issue. If you fix the archetypes and you suddenly come back into the game, now all of a sudden, the sunsetting versus non-sunsetting debate can continue. It doesn't have any bearing over sunsetting. It doesn't have any bearing over perk nerfs. Bad archetypes are bad. And at the archetype discussion, we should say, this 180, what the frick is this? Why is this like this? Uh, With reload perks changing, why don't people look at the mag for alloy or drop mag? Usually mag is overlooked for god rolls. This really isn't a question. I mean, you're asking why people aren't looking at drop mag. I think people see the pain of a drop mag and don't want to use it because you know you can burn through your ammo. And hand cannons are really popular and you feel the pain of drop mag more pronounced on a hand cannon. While we can still use arm mods and other abilities to dot like dodge to reload or even actium war rigs, do you think Bungie is still playing it safe with these reload nerfs? This is a very generic yes or no question. I'm just going to start skipping those to discourage people from submitting them. Do you think Bungie could do an overall reload tuning combined with the perk tuning? We've already talked about doing some things uh, to the reload stats. Thank you for ordering some Rageous Roast. Do you think mods will be adjusted to make up for the changes in any perks that are changed? Again, another very generic yes or no question. I don't know what they're going to do. Yes or no, do you think they're going to do this? I literally can't answer questions like this. I, I feel like people are almost writing them that way on purpose now. Like, please don't ask questions like that. Do you think Bungie's going to do this? If that's how you phrase your question, I probably can't give you a good answer. It's just, it's a yes or no broad question. Do you think Bungie's going to make changes to other perks? How am I supposed to answer that? I have zero idea. I'm only going based off what the TWAB said. I literally don't know. I hope they add more than tweak existing, personally. That, but that's a personal preference, not a prediction. In high-stress moment-to-moment gameplay, reload speed allows players to re-engage quickly. In the minds of competitive players, have reload perks become a nece- necessary? Will we see more perks that increase weapon handling? I don't know about your second question, because I don't know what they're going to do. But this is where, again, we I haven't considered this. This might be why they're doing this. In relation to what we just talked about, people may say best-in-class PvP weapons are these right here because they make up for some of the perk nerfs to reload or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Again, it's very speculative. Uh, Faded Titan. Why do you think Bungie isn't showing love to scout rifles? I honestly don't get that. I don't know. I have zero clue. I theorized this morning that the game doesn't have enough places for scout rifles to feel good. So if Bungie dedicates a bunch of bandwidth to fixing scout rifles, do you want to know what would probably happen? People would be like, oh, that's a great list of changes. And then they would go use them and be like, yeah, they still don't feel good. Most of the environments, the enemies are just too close to me. And they would make all those changes and scout saturation wouldn't go anywhere. That's my theory. That's the best I can come up with. This is kind of one of those questions I don't have a good answer for. I'm just giving you a I'm just giving you a super super broad speculative theory of like scouts don't feel good in most of the game, so Bungie's prioritizing bandwidth the changes to guns that are that are more built for the game. Dylan commented saying they are focusing on snipers and hand cannons because that's what they think the community wants. 
Is this them showing their bandwidth when it sh- shows the balancing versus creating? Well, the balancing team and the testing team, I would probably want them to only focus on a couple of things so they get it right. Um, as opposed to, as I said, like focusing a bunch of attention to scouts and then people being like, you know, oh, well, I don't even like using scouts. You guys spend all that time and the game just doesn't, the game just doesn't fit. This is hilarious. If they announce a TWAB that tomorrow they're going to whitewash and standardize the entire game for PVP balance, Lona would support it. Um, you sound like somebody with an egg, you know, an axe to grind and an agenda. You're trying to like take a swipe at me. That's a short row with a two by four to the face. You don't get to hang out here and take shots at me or my integrity or my honesty. I've consistently criticized their decisions and their flops and their failures and their mishandling of trials. Go watch my two videos on anti-cheat. Go watch my videos about trials or this, um, the Felwinter's quest. Go watch my videos about the towers. I don't sit here and freaking defend everything Bungie does, you rube. So you can either get the frick out or don't take swipes at me. Those are your options. Choose wisely. It's truds. It looks like they are changing perks from straight up reload and damage perks to being more synergistic with playstyles. Has this done? What has this done to push players to self prune? I would say that self-pruning only comes if the incentive is strong enough. The incentive's got to be strong enough. Like, Armor 2.0 was a strong enough incentive to self-prune. It was like, oh, this stuff's all better. (laughs) Like, there was no question. There wasn't like a, hmm, do I want to keep my old gear, my old armor? No, it was like, yeah, get rid of it. So, I would say that the the self-pruning would would be the the easiest if the incentive's strong enough. The incentive's got to be really, really strong. I'm going to loop back to you because I want to take another haymaker swing at your weak jaw. Saying that I want these changes because I want to shoutcast Destiny, I've actually consistently said that the shows I'm building on my SNTR network are not centered around Destiny, which is why I haven't been doing split screen. I actually would prefer to shoutcast other games like when I was professionally hired to shoutcast Fortnite in New York City at the flagship Microsoft store or when I did a Fortnite tournament for charity. That's why I play Valorant every afternoon. So, again, there's plenty of evidence to the contrary as you take swipes at my integrity and character that, like, I defend or take up positions for my own self-interest to shoutcast Destiny. I literally haven't been shoutcasting Destiny because it's in such a bad place. So, if you just passed out from information that doesn't square with your predetermined position, then I can't help you. But I've been very consistently saying that I am not setting my sights on shoutcasting Destiny or building a Destiny shoutcasting hub. It's why I stopped using split screen to shoutcast to shoutcast uh, split screen uh, Destiny on split screen. So I don't know where you're coming from, but swipes against me are not well received. So <laughs> what's good, Vince? With Bungie uh, taking a look over the hand cannon subfamilies, what do you suggest Bungie do with 180s? 180s, as we said, they just they don't make sense. Like they should feel like a they should feel like a slightly better range sidearm that shoots slower than a sidearm. Does that make sense? Like a sidearm, what what is what does a sidearm typically have in the mag? Because um, for for an example, let's just let's just go to a sidearm and just take and just take a peek here. Where are the sidearms? Oh, they're here, right? I always think that they're uh, like secondary weapons. Last Hope has 27 rounds in the magazine. Like, (laughs) do you see the problem? So you go to a 180, 
Where's a 180? Like, let's just look at the absurdity here. A 180, nine bullets in the mech? What the frick am I supposed to do with that? It doesn't make any sense. It's a high rate of fire, but then it's a slow reload with a small mag. Like, uh, what? I'm sorry, what did you just say? And then I can go to the last hope. <laughs> what, it, it, you see what I'm saying? You go up, okay? You go up in RPM and fire rate, and you increase magazine size. Even if I go to a slower, a slower sidearm, the 11th hour, it, it has 17 in the mag. Like, I don't know. 180 should probably have like 15 in the mag. Something like that. Nine? What? It doesn't make any sense. So even if I leave the last hope behind, still, again, it stands to reason that 17 on the single shot, and then I go to a, I go to a, another, a 180 hand cannon, it's got nine in the mag. So if you're, if, if you're going to do a high rate of fire weapon, you usually do a couple of things. High rate of fire, more in the mag to make up for the high rate of fire, and then pretty good reload and then when you go down to like a slower rate of fire weapon it hits harder doesn't need as as much in the mag because it's more of a precision weapon and then the reload can be a little bit slower like 180s need like I would say like anywhere from 13 to 15 rounds and then the reload can't suck listen at a ground level having bad reload on weapons in a shooter just doesn't make any sense to me like stop randomly making archetypes just have bad reload it doesn't make any sense like they can have a slightly slower reload but like 110s are painful like why they don't hit hard enough to warrant their slow reload it's not a freaking sniper rifle it's just a 110 hand cannon and it's like boom you flip the thing out you smack the thing in you bring it back and it just doesn't line up with combat rhythm I think base level like reload stats should just be in line with combat rhythm. I should never feel like the archetype's trash without a perk and you throw it over your shoulder. The base level archetype design should just land on the on the game and then perks should take it up a notch. Perks shouldn't make it usable. <laughs> perks should make it better or enhanced or have a particular combat identity. Perks should not be like, oh well it Thank goodness for this perk. It makes the archetype usable. That's bad weapon design. You're basically like, you're basically like breaking the leg of the weapon and being like, look how hobbled this thing is. And you're like, oh, thank you for, thank you for outlaw. Whew, I'm glad you gave me this crutch to make the archetype worth using. It's like, no, the perk should be there to enhance and create an identity, not make the weapon usable. (laughs) That, as we said earlier, that removes choice. Anytime you grind for a 110, you're thinking that, oh, I need a reload perk. So you don't even get to choose a different type of roll. You're always looking for the same, the same, you know, perk number one. Malfeasance has 15 rounds. Oh, does it? Malfeasance is, is, I don't ever really use it though. That's the problem. Malfeasance is cool, but it just didn't seem strong enough to warrant using. It's so hard. It's so hard to use, um... It's so hard to use exotic primaries. It really, really is. What a beautiful weapon, too. What a beautiful weapon. The art department. Oh, my gosh. That is just so gorgeous. What a great weapon. Man, they killed it. It's just so hard to use exotic primaries. I just can't bring myself to do it. I really can't. Um, Oh, it has extended mag? Does it really? Oh, it does. It has extended mag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably doesn't even have a... It's not a base 15. One of its perks is waste on extended mag. Good point, Milo. Good point. 
Yeah. Such a such a pretty weapon. Oh, I love Thorn and Crucible. Yeah. I love Thorn. I switch between Thorn and Dire and Crucible, and I, I love it. That's great. Uh, Juggernaut was six months. What's up, Lona? Keep up the great work. Love listening to the podcast. Have a hard time catching you live since I'm at work 24-7. Well, thanks for stopping by and continue to support me with the sub, and thanks for engaging with the content elsewhere because that supports me as well, whether you listen on iTunes or watch on YouTube. All of that helps me, so thank you. Bungie's doing a lot of talking in most people's eyes. When do you see them showing off a few of these new perks to give people comfort about these perk reworks? Um, so there's something that Bungie does that I feel like they don't they don't make big changes like this unless they know they're really, really going to fill in and, and, and deliver, okay? So, uh, b- 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 Forsaken is a good example. They made a lot of huge changes, and they knew they could deliver. Forsaken was amazing. Taken King is probably even a better example. They really, really hurt us, right? In Taken King. They just came in, they said, all that stuff that you've been no don't look don't no don't look at what we're about to do look over there yeah all that stuff that you guys were grinding for for the whole year wham <laughs> they're like yeah it's all gone but 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 you're going to be happy it's going to be good it's going it's going to be good and we're like man that hurt why did you do the all my stuff you got rid of elemental primaries and ooh, what's this ooh ah ooh the dreadnought ooh the king's fall like they typically the pattern is if they really, really hurt us or the loot pool, they deliver. They've got something that they deliver. Like they, to a certain extent, they hurt your armor when armor 2.0 came out. Like they basically, we were deleting two years worth of stuff. Like just, we're just throwing armor over our shoulder. Year one doesn't really count because armor didn't really do anything in year in year one. So I guess that's not fair. Year we get we we got rid of a year's worth of armor. So. I would I would say everything they're doing now it just to me looks like I see they're coming in and they're knocking out walls in the house and they're knocking down this and knocking down that and you're like what are you doing to my house like why it looks terrible right now and they're like would you just relax just relax okay and then the end of the episode comes and we come in the room and they take out the blindfold like, here's your home. And we're like, oh my gosh, what did you do? Like, that's kind of how I feel about where we are right now. They're coming in and they are absolutely just blowing out walls and people are like, what are you doing? Listen, if you're going to complain for three years about Rampage Outlaw and chasing the same rolls on weapons, we got to tear these wall downs, okay? Would you just go outside and have a lemonade and let us freaking do this? Like, that's how I feel. That we're, That's the situation that I feel like that we're in. They, it's we've been complaining about how small the living room feels for three years and they start blowing out the walls and we're like whoa 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 now hang on a minute I like that wall why are you tearing that down you've been complaining that the living room's too small for three years and now all of a sudden you're angry that the wall is gone you've been complaining about Rampage Outlaw for three years and now it's suddenly a problem that we're nerfing it you've been complaining for three years that you're chasing the same rolls on weapons and suddenly it's a problem that we're sunsetting weapons what do you want like that must be what it feels like to be Bungie <laughs> that must be what it feels like to be Bungie 
M3PO. What are your thoughts on Bungie adding more perks to the game that are specific to PvE or PvP content? I'm fully in support of this. I'm fully in support of this. As we said just a little bit ago, there's a giant ceiling on PvP. A giant, giant ceiling on PvP. They can't go so... Like, PvP weapons can only go so high. Can only go so high. As soon as you break through the ceiling of TTK, that doesn't work. So best-in-class standout weapons in PvE are probably going to look significantly different in, in the coming... Um, in the coming year you have trench barrel you have uh, one two punch you have uh, I'm trying to think of others osmosis demolitionist I believe these are the tip of the pyramid like uh, I'm sorry tip of the iceberg there's way more they could do I would not be surprised that when they pull this trigger that there were like weapon design guys are like oh man we've been we've had these these perk outlines and sketches for so long and we've never been able to do it because we were worried it would be power creep and we can we can do this now I guarantee you there are weapon design guys that are chomping at the freaking bit to do this I think that's why Aaron uh, that's his name right Aaron hops made his tweet He's like, dude, we have been waiting to really pull the trigger on stuff that's awesome, and we haven't been able to, and now we can. We can breathe. Andrew, I'm sorry. Andrew Hops, not Aaron. I think his tweet was like a developer coming up for Aaron, but like, you guys have no freaking idea the things we want to do, and we can now do it now. Uh, his, his tweet was like, to me, was like, light at the end of the tunnel oh my gosh it can actually happen we can actually get dope raid gear we haven't had dope raid gear in so long i don't think he sent that we he's not like some marketing pr guy he's like dude we we you have no idea we we, we've been probably they probably have had arguments about like can we just do this please can we just make this stuff and they're like no because it's power creep you can't do that and they're like fine dad you know Uh, next question. Stamp fee. Uh, if there are good alternative perks for archetypes with good reload, but people still use reload perks on them, isn't that just because their perception is wrong and not because the perk is too strong? I don't know what they're going to add, so I can't really answer your question, right? Cosmo replied to the 2014 post. <laughs> Did he say that the vision for the game is much different six years later? Like, you know, I don't know, after Taken King, which completely invalidated the entire blog post about how sunsetting doesn't jive with the vision for Destiny since Taken King subsequently sunset the entire freaking game? <laughs> People. Uh, with them mentioning specific perks for Iron Banner, do you think that we will see more PvE specific, specific perks? Um, you know what? They are called Iron. They have Iron in the name. I wonder if they're only active in Iron Banner. That could be the beginning of contextual perks for PvP, because then you could have Trials perks that are only active in Trials, so when they get Sunset, they don't go down and ruin Crucible. They're just good weapons, but they're at their best in Trials. That could be really cool. Mater. Any thoughts on the last word becoming crazy overpowered with the changes to Hipfire Grip? I don't know. I would ask the the Crucible... uh, I would ask Drewski. He's good at making predictions like that. Like, he predicted that shot package would just make the gun more consistent for RNG, and it sounds like he was right. Mr. Jack, why do you think Bungie has still not addressed rocket launchers? Somebody asked about scouts. I don't know, brother. My theory has been that Gallahorn is coming back in September and that they're going to they're gonna go nuts with rocket launchers for uh, year four. Swole Garoth. Um... 
This is Cosmo on Reddit. It's hard for me to speak to this since it's even older than my time at Bungie, uh, and I'll have been here five years in July. As community managers, we're extremely careful with what we say. We try to be as accurate as possible and represent the vision of the entire studio and future-proof our comms as much as possible. It can be tricky at times, since Destiny is a fairly complex game that is always evolving. That's a nice way of him saying... You guys are morons. You pulled out a six-year-old quote. Back to the point, the game has changed significantly in the last five years, and it's pretty obvious that the moment the TWAB was written, we weren't forecasting all the possible timelines for the next five-plus years to to come Doctor Who style. (laughs) Infusion changes... Uh, are what the team thinks is best for the game health going forward. We truly welcome any and all feedback and why you believe these changes won't be good for the game and we'll continue to share those thoughts with the team. When he said Doctor Who, did he mean... I, did, he, did he mean Doctor Strange? I think he meant Doctor Strange. Anyway. Doctor Who works too because he can time travel. Uh, we'll continue to give you details for future plans. Uh, thank you. Okay, well... That's his nicest way of saying, like, the game is not the same. So you guys are pulling out this quote, and it literally, it literally in, the, in the greatest and most strongest way possible, it literally means nothing. It's outdated. Like I said, go and find blog posts from community managers or devs for Diablo when the auction house launched with it. And before they did Loot 2.0. Like, visions for the games change. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tuxic. What are some cool perk ideas that you have that contribute to the game in meaningful ways? I don't go down this road. Sorry. Uh, Negralo. If you could create three perks, nope, I don't go down this road. Sorry. Uh, Grit M's. How is the pace of the game going to change with the perk changes? Especially in a 1v1 higher skill level. Are these changes going to be enough to make other perks interesting? No way for me to know that, homie. We'll have to wait and see what they roll out. Legionero. Do you think the community is easily misled by stats and comfort zone? Uh, too much focus on DPS numbers. If a gun does not have high DPS, it's trash. Uh, but forgetting that not all combat situations, we have wells and can free shoot. Grandmaster Nightfall comes to mind. You're touching on an enormous, an enormous subject. The combat's basic, and that's one of the reasons people just focus on damage and reload. We need trading. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I threw up a little bit in my in my mouth. We need trading. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Please no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> the loot pool's not big enough. It just isn't. Loot the loot pool is not big enough and diverse enough to have trading. You can't have trading in a game like this. It just I'm sorry. It just wouldn't work. It would absolutely destroy this game. It would destroy. How much for a flawless recovery? One million dollars so I can retire. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, um, but I, I, I think that the combat is too simple for people to care about other things. So you're going to need a lot more, uh, than that. WTF? What, dude? If I'm going to do a recovery, it's going to cost you, man. What? It, (laughs) you're coming to me asking me for a service and I'm telling you how much it costs. What's the problem? A freaking orbit-sitting PvE player, and you want a recovery? Well, pay up. Uh, uh, sweatpants. Sunsetting seems like a soft step towards vertical progression. Do you think that we will see more of this in the perk pool and other aspects moving forward? Um, as far as sunsetting perks in the perk pool and other aspects, like maybe even mods and stuff, um, I don't know. 
He literally said bye. He said bye, Crabber. He cussed at me. You made your account three hours ago, and you followed me two minutes ago. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, since you probably have already been banned in my chat, just find a new hobby. Or you're just a coward on your alt. Whichever it is, um, we don't really have time here for lower life forms. Sunsetting seems like a soft step into vertical compression. Do you think... Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them saying, yeah, these perks just don't need to be around anymore, right? These perks just don't need to be around anymore. Or these mods just don't need to be around anymore. I don't know. I would say, let's just slow it down before we start threshing the whole game with sunsetting. Oh, man. We, like, whoo, we, we sunset the weapons and we sunset the armor and we sun, we're sunsetting perks and mods and everyone's like, what's left? Like, I, they, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would just be cautious about, they're not even sunsetting exotics, dot, dot, dot yet dot 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 like <laughs> i think eventually they're going to sunset your exotics oh the horror that they're going to <laughs> yes yeah, sunset our ships our ghosts our emotes um our sparrows there's nothing left <laughs> they got to be careful click fire what did Bungie introduce perks 2.0 in which perk having a small sub perk tree that synergizes with the perk depending on the sub that you select? This is like one of those super specific suggestions that like it's hard for me to grapple with the impact that would have on the game so I can't give you a good answer. It's just too specific. It's like what if they did this particular specific thing with perks and sub perks? I have no idea what that would look like in this game. I don't think they're going to do that with the guns by the way. Maybe more perks, maybe more mod slots but I can't see sub perks maybe more perks that are synergistic when paired together like what if they did like colored perks well if you get a red perk and a red perk there's a red perk synergy that happens and they make each other faster or something I I don't know they could call it perk alignment when perks are aligned perk alignment makes them stronger do you remember in no man's sky when you would like put things next to each other and they'd get like a little green outline and they'd make themselves more effective what if they did that have like perk affinities where when you put you know like somebody already threw one out there feeding frenzy and multi-kill clip that could have like a perk perk uh a perk synergy and you're like hey 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 feeding frenzy actually activates earlier because it's, it's paired with this, and you're like, oh, okay. So I get a benefit on this perk when using it with this other perk. That would also help them to not create rolls that are too strong. Well, yeah, you get that benefit. Like, your, your feeding frenzy procs faster now. Instead of having to get to three kills for it to be faster than outlaw, it's faster than outlaw on two kills. But it only does that when it's paired with multi-kill clip or something. I don't know. Something like that would be cool. Mojave Mailman. Should perks increase the raw power of a weapon or should it increase the synergy it can have with the build or playstyle? I am more in favor of the latter, homie, because I would say if you picture a weapon like an archetype, like a platter, and then everything on top of it defines like the meal, the, the platter, as long as the platter is solid and can hold enough then it's like, then that's to me is just more exciting. I skipped your question. I'm sorry. I, I would go with the latter, Mojave. I, I think it's way more important to stop increasing stats and base and raw power and start doing things that are more synergistic with your loadout, like Demolitionist and Oppressive Darkness. Are you concerned that these reload changes won't go far enough? 
Perks like Overflow, Demolitionist, and Subsistence are arguably as strong or stronger than Outlaw uh, Feeding Frenzy ETC. We'll just have to wait and see, homie. This is another one of those yes or no questions. Do you think this goes far enough? Homie, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to add. I don't know what they're going to try and motivate me to chase in addition to these other perks. We got to wait and see when we get there. I just know that they're, they're, they're lowering a part of the bell curve of perk power so there's room above it. Reload perks were just really at the top of the bell curve. They weren't outside of it, but they were at the very, very tip of it, leaving not a lot of room to go above it. For best-in-class weapons to live and to thrive, there needs to be some room above all this stuff. Should perks increase... Oh, we already answered that. Would adding crafting or re-rolling of weapons... Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I just... This stuff always just nauseates me. <laughs> Would crafting or re-rolling weapon perks help with sunsetting and fears of respecting the player's grind? Desired gun rolls by allowing us to experiment with different weapon rolls of chasing the drop. Okay, so this is where... This is where you're, 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 you're initiating and indicating a problem. You're indicating a problem and you're bringing a nuclear bomb to the problem instead of like, I don't know, a sledgehammer. So this thing is on our way. It's a potential problem with, uh, with the, the construction work we want to do. And we need to take this thing down. Okay. I have a nuclear bomb. We could just drop it and it'll destroy the wall. It'll destroy a thousand other things too. If you do that. So bringing crafting and re-rolling is, is, is getting rid of one pain point and demolishing so much else at the same time. Y- you, in this instance, all you need is more intentionality, more player agency and generosity. You don't need the ability to re-roll or craft weapons. Like, that is way, way, it's a huge overreaction. So... I would say they've already made indications that they're wanting to give you more agency and control. You can target farm and tell the redacted Ingram what you want to come out of it. You can chase the pursuit weapon, the new version of like pinnacle weapons. You can chase the pursuit weapon in PVP or PVE. You could do both. They're already moving toward you. Like, Drewski, Drewski was in agreement on this. He was like, they, we can't have a five-month grind period for a gun that has a 12-month endgame viability life cycle. He's right. But you don't need to bring a nuclear bomb to the situation and just completely destroy loot pursuit with crafting and re-rolling. So it's not that you're wrong in indicating or discovering or even highlighting a potential problem. I think you're correct. This is a potential problem, but you're going to demolish so much of the game with crafting or re-rolling. I think you're going to cause more damage uh, than than is worth. If I get hired and paid by Bungie, I will. What are you? Are you talking to me or somebody else in chat? Sunsetting is a way to save on dev cause while getting fanboys to defend Bungie. Oh wow, you'll fit right in it, Bungie, by being a dismissive douchebag name caller. Um, how's it feel for me to do that to you? Uh, like their less need to nerf uh, excuse, except of course regular crucible and nerfs with sunsetting. Yeah, I um, I, I'm gonna put fifty dollars on the table right now and say that you'll never work at Bungie. And uh, yeah, but thanks for saying anybody who defends the decision is a fanboy. That's a really intellectual way to argue on the subject. You'll 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 go you'll go far in life with uh, such a nuanced and charitable way to discuss and disagree. I you you pro, you have a history in uh, why don't you, actually just get into politics. You'll you'll fit right in. 
uh, bulldog. What if bad archetypes? I love this. Archetypes uh, are not. I don't. It's, <clears throat> archetypes is a full it's one word anyway maybe your phone did that when they're not coming back is new ones are inbound aka shot package I, I don't know I don't know are they going to get rid of 110s <laughs> I don't think so I don't want them to do that by the way I don't want them to just get rid of bad archetypes I would say make them better um, so I've gotten complained so much for defending Bungie because I understood the reason. Here's the thing that blows my mind about the people that are like, you just fanboys just defending Bungie. Okay, listen. If Bungie is so reprehensible and so bad at their job that defending their decision is also reprehensible and bad and that I'm just a fanboy, why the frick are you playing their game? Like, how cognitively dissonant and stupid could you possibly be to continue to play a game, be involved in discussions about the game when the developer is so awful, so terrible, so reprehensible that if I defend their decision, I'm a fanboy and they're awful and lazy and terrible. Why the frick are you playing their game then? Like, how thick skulled brain dead do you have to be to continue to play a game that you loathe and hate so much? What the frick are you doing with your life? Do you know how many games that I played that I didn't like? Do you know what I did? I uninstalled it and I don't play it anymore. I don't show up to Reddit or forums or Twitter or Twitch streams to talk about how god-awful the developer is and anybody who defends them is a fanboy. You want to know why? Because I'm not an idiot. That's the behavior of an idiot. What are you doing with your life? Go the frick somewhere else. Play another game. Go for a walk. Take up fly fishing for frick's sake. If they're so awful, so reprehensible, so indefensible that anybody who defends them is a blind, stupid fanboy, then what in the blue frick are you doing with your time? Why are you here on the forums, on Reddit? Why? What's the matter with you? Now pick yourself off the floor and get the frick out of my chat. Weezy. In the TWAB, certain weapons from the core playlist are being added to the world loot pool, as well as telling us to grab weapons that aren't on the list. Should we be expecting a vendor refresh? This is a good question, because I actually think... I actually think this is probably one of the things that's coming. They're, They're making room. They're making room. Now, I'm trying to get clarity on this. I literally did not do... I did not do a talk on the world pool, because I can't quite tell what the heck's going on. I literally can't tell. I, I, it's like they're remo- they're rem- they are removing guns from the vendors. Why? They're they're putting a bunch of them in the world pool. I don't know. I can't really tell what exactly they're getting at. It was literally of all the twelves we've had recently, it was the most unclear. I could not tell what they were trying to explain. I did not understand it. Even tw- even I'm, I'm DMing with Tassie, and Tassie's like, it's super confusing. He's like, I can't make heads or tails of it. I feel like they either need to do another blog post, or maybe Dylan can do like a Twitter thread or something. I genuinely can't get what they're driving at. They're taking weapons out of the game. They're putting weapons in a general loot engram, and what? I don't understand. There's no armor in it anymore. I don't understand. Are they creating like a low grade, everybody gets it Ingram, and then the redacted Ingram's better because it's targeted and intentional and got the new stuff in it? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I can't really grasp it, so it's so hard for me to go into like a dialogue about it. I'm, I'm foggy on it, real foggy on it. Yeah, reckoning weapons were in the pool, Weezy, exactly. Like, I can't tell what the frick's going on. Are they going to be getting rid of the reckoning weapons then? Like, I can't go get the reckoning weapons and reckoning? Where are they going? 
And if they're going somewhere, are you putting new stuff in there? Like, are there new weapons coming to Reckoning? Are there new weapons coming to, to, to the Drifter? I have no idea what the heck's going on. It doesn't make any sense to me. Karma Policeman. I've heard you talk about cleaning up the kinetic energy in heavy slots. Wouldn't it be simpler if primary energy were like D1 and we could finally have elemental primaries? Homie, I'm the pastor of that church. I've been preaching that for freaking since Forsaken. <laughs> you could be my associate pastor. You want to you take fill in for me when I can't preach? Like, I've been preaching that since Forsaken. Can we just go back to primary, secondary, and heavy? Can we just go back to true elemental primaries? Like, please... What is this? What is this weird system we're in? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I know some people like running double primary, and I guess I don't want to take that away from them, but I think all primary should have an element on them. All primary should function as kinetics with the critical multiplier. Unify the primaries. Unify their critical behavior. Throw an element on all of them. Let us change the elements, and that helps with archetypal vacancies as well. Like, I, Just go back to that, please. Um... What's your take on adding overload, anti-berry, and unstoppable perks to other ex- other exotic, uh, older exotics? Sorry, the champion system uh, needs a quality pass. They need to do a quality pass. I think that they should become standard mods. I think there should even be a champion mod slot on all weapons, so I don't have to like get rid of backup mag or targeting adjuster or minor spec. It should just be a, a champion mod slot. I believe the champion mod slot should also then subsequently be added to all exotic primaries. Um, and those that's just kind of the beginning of my thoughts on champion mods. I have videos and talks on this, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but that's like where I would start. That's where I would start. If you want people trying out new weapons season to season, um, bring back some of the positive modifiers on activities to get me to try out different weapons. We had um, what well, we had small arms and we had frick. What was it? Specialist. And se- that's broad, right? That's broad. I would say. I would say that go down deeper, and instead of saying, "Oh, instead of specialist." Shotguns are stronger this week. Fusions are stronger this week. You know, snipers are stronger this week. You're incentivizing people to try different weapons, not basically saying, well, if you want to do champion mods, these are the weapons that can do it. You would say, no, week to week, we have modifiers that that motivate different loadout changes. I think that's a much better way to get people to change their loadout. Instead of small arms, which is super broad, broad, you could be like, hey, sidearms are really strong this week. Or sidearms are more effective against champions or something. I don't know. So you don't have to use sidearms if you don't like them. They're just getting a little bit, they're just getting a buff. They're getting some love on the modifiers. And so you might try it out. You might suddenly decide, man, this sidearm's actually pretty cool. You know? <clears throat> Chris at X Games says should the artifact give intrinsic perks instead of mods that way the perks can rotate in and out we even talked about this too yeah it, th- that way it wouldn't take up the mod slot you just you get anti-barrier on that archetype it's just passive in the background I don't know if that's possible but I do like the idea of going more toward passive stuff um so You've said that a bunch, but somehow that just only now clicked with me now. I love that idea. Yeah, it's it's hard to picture, but I really think that... And then the other cool thing about that, JV Dubs, is week to week, the modifiers could change, which keeps the content feeling fresh. You're like, well, last week I was running like a sidearm and a, and a sniper, and this week I'm going to run like a shotgun and an SMG. 
that keeps things fresh that adds incentive to chase multiple different weapon types instead of just settling into one you know one loadout of your favorite weapons and if you want to continue to just settle into your favorite loadout of weapons you are able to do that you're not being coerced to change you're just you're just ignoring the modifiers it's totally fine it's totally optional uh just enough would dot and suppression effects be too strong on weapons? I don't think so. Trash ads die so freaking fast. Who cares? Like, it would just be cool and make combat feel different. You know? Senator Rage defended double primaries. Initi- I defended double primaries initially in concept because I like the idea of dynamic uh, ability of I have a short range weapon and a long range weapon. In practice and in, in execution, I freaking hated it. So yeah, initially, now you gotta remember, I didn't like defend it as a fanboy. I said, man, these are some of the reasons it might be kind of fun. This is like before the game was even out. I was like, yeah, this might be kind of good. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have multiple ranges, uh, multiple uh, weapon types with you. It might be kind of nice to have like a really long range scout rifle and then like uh, an SMG or something. And to a certain extent, there were elements of it that I actually thought were good. Because now you have uh, more more layers to the combat. You're taking out snipers with your scout, and then you're getting out your SMG for the for the gut busters that are really really close to you. So like, but again, to label me as a fanboy is again just suspect. You are basically just trying to use a dirty word and an insult to make your argument. Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. You don't have strong arguments, so you just label people, dismiss them, or insult them, and and that's your form of argumentation. Because you're weak. You got weak arms. So I don't know. You 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 bring you bring somebody else to come in and fight for you, which are just big dumb brain dead insults. I'm just here to insult you, and you like push the insult toward me because you can't argue for yourself. It's it, accusing somebody of being a fanboy because they attempt to see positives in the situation. Like, initially you like sunsetting now. Okay, I know it's really, really hard for you to keep up because I talk fast and your brain's smaller than your hand, but I have been asking for weapon retirement since Forsaken. I've been pro-weapon retirement since Forsaken. Why? Because I see it in other games, and it works in other games. And I don't like perpetual weapon viability in Destiny. It's been bad, and it's caused problems. Like some sort of weird seeing into the future prophet, I told people in Forsaken, I said, this will bloat the loot pool. This will choke and kill the loot pool. And it has. So... I, oh, you because you liked double primaries and ended up not liking it that means you're you're gonna end up being wrong about this well I loved the idea of armor 2.0 when it first got announced I outlined potential problems with it and we're running into those problems now power creep with some of the perks but I still think the armor 2.0 system is great when they outlined it when they described it that sounds cool artifact also sounds cool is cool brings cool things to the game but then I also say yeah but infinite power seems like it's causing more problem than it's worth maybe we shouldn't have infinite power the way the champion mods are landing in the game eh, you know maybe it shouldn't be that way 
I don't think you understand nuance because you think in simple black and white terms because you probably like write checks in crayon. It's not that simple every time. It's either you love it or you hate it. Good things can come to the game and then get tweaked later like Armor 2.0 or the artifact. I can think something is a good idea and then in practice be like, well, hang on, infinite power is actually not a good idea now that we've experienced it. So, sunsetting, do you want to know why I know I'm going to be pro-sunsetting and I'm going to like pro-sunsetting? Because let me take you back in time. It's hard for you to probably think more than five minutes behind you because, you know, that's how you live your life and make sure you take your pill and go to the bathroom because, you know, you don't want to wet yourself. If I take you all the way back to the Taken King, all right? If I take you all the way back to the Taken King, I absolutely love that era of the game. Why? Every drop mattered. Every gun that dropped was something to comb over and look at. I thought sunsetting at that time was fantastic. So I know already in practice and experientially why I am pro gear retirement. Why are he why is he still in my chat? Get get him out of here, John. Take this loser to the curb, please. Japers. <laughs> Matt the matrix do you think that creating powerful curated raid rolls would fix the bad raid loot issue while still allowing to grind random rolls on the guns yes i think so i do think so i know some folks are worried about drop rate in raids should they go back to static rolls i think there's a better solution have rolls random rolls maybe a curated roll and let us run for non-powerful let us run for non-powerful more than three times a week so that loot intentionality and generosity can bang on all cylinders to work in harmony with sunsetting. Um, I write my checks in crayons. I'm sorry for those of you that write your checks in crayons. It's, it's unfair to you to group you in with that guy because, man, he was, a, he was a real winner. Geek Angelo with a brand new Prime sub. I missed that one. Deck for 15 months. Thank you. I am Pones with nine months. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I went in a little too hard on him I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get lectured in my YouTube comments about moving on and not insulting people and rising above and other dumb generic hallmark platitudes what would you think that the idea of giving all weapons the option of champion mods but including enhanced versions in the artifact for specific weapons this isn't bad I actually kind of like this that's not bad you give me freedom but then you give me the option of an enhance that's not too bad Ackleson. Um, one of the main reasons Bungie lowered the viability of raid loot in D1 was that they did not want raid loot to be the only thing players wanted to run what should be done with the new raid loot to avoid this now this is not to be avoided this is to be celebrated if I run the hardest content and get the best gear and run the best gear that's exactly how it should be right like like that's it that's exactly how it should be like what's the alternative well, if we make good loot and the hard content, that's all anybody's going to run. Yeah, and what's the problem with that? People generally hover around the same handful of weapons anyway. Why is that a problem? I don't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with that? Think about what's rooted in the sunsetting argument. The sunsetting argument is rooted in the idea that you get a handful of favorite weapons and then that's all you freaking use and you don't want to let go of them. Like, we already are kind of doing that. Hardest content gets the best gear, run the best gear, boom, there you go. Now, this is also why 
I think you need normal and hard raids. So you're not just getting the hardest content beat, get the best gear, and then you're kind of like, well, I guess I'm done with Destiny. No, then you take that amazing loot and you go into the hard version of the raid. And then you get, maybe you get cosmetic rewards in the hard version of the raid. And then the rest of the game has also good pursuits in it as well. Maybe there's certain armor pursuits you want to get because it looks cool and you want to get transmog, another layer of grind for you. Like, I simply do not agree that they shouldn't put really good loot in good in hard content because then like, that's all people are going to use. Is that better than what we have now? You design an amazing raid. It's cool. It's beautiful. It's dynamic. It's unique. It's it's the it's the it is the crown jewel of PVE content. I run it and I'm bored with the loot. Well, how is that good? I 100% want the hardest content to give the best loot. I'm more referring to other hard content like trials and dungeons. It happens anyway, though, Ackleson. It happens anyway. People grind, get the best, run the best. It happens now. It happens now. This isn't going to be like a new problem when you have best-in-class weapons. It already happens. The difference is now there'll be a loot hierarchy to clearly distinguish the difference between endgame aspirational loot and somebody that runs pubs and lost sectors. It was the... Listen, this problem existed in Taken King. The hung jury was purchased in the tower and it was better than every primary in the raid. That is... That's just bass backwards. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's backwards. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Huh? What do you? I'm sorry. What? I'm supposed to go run the raid for what? Like, and and again, I get where you're coming from, Ackleson. But people do that now, anyways. They're gonna suffer. They're they're gonna hover around a handful of weapons that are considered the best of the time, the meta of the time. We already do it. Why not do that in a, in a world where there is a there is a hierarchy of gear? Hung Jury was awesome, leave it alone. I have no problem with the Hung Jury myth of Zur. Taken Kings, the King's Fall raid weapons should have been better than the Hung Jury. They should have been better. I didn't even talk bad about the Hung Jury. It was stupid that you could buy a weapon that was better. It's an indictment of the raid weapons. I'm not taking shots at the Hung Jury. The Hung Jury is an indictment of every primary in King's Fall. It's like... what? Why would I even run that gear? It doesn't make any sense. It needs to be better. So anybody that says, why are you running that raid gear? is like, oh, I see. Ooh, yeah, it's got that. That is nice. Yep. Yep. That's better than my heart. Yeah, that's better than my hung jury. But instead, people are like, why the frick would you run that? Hung jury's better. <laughs> Smiter Marine was good. It was okay. But... I- Hung Jury is an example of like just a really, really solid weapon. I think raid weapons should go above that. Black Knight. Uh, regarding the Iron Gaze perk and the TWAB and the mention of the reprisal, do you think that they'll put Felwinter uh, situation and reintroduce Ephrodite Spear? I, this is a yes or no. I don't know. Trackstar. With Reload Reworks, does the magazine now actually matter? Will that increase the grind for a good roll as right now you can overlook the mag? I honestly don't know, homie, because I don't know what they're adding. Um, see what I posted above whenever you have a chance. With the depth weapons coming back to trials, can this incentivize Bungie to bring back a hard mode or contest modifier and raid with the depth raid weapons as well? Oh, don't you make me, don't you do that. Don't you make me want that, Wheezy. Remember how everything was black and the harder version of King's Fall? Oh, that stuff was so sexy. 
even though the guns sucked, the black versions were so, ooh, ooh they were nice. They were, they were so nice. The, the, the black versions of the armor were just, mm, there was something so nice about that. It killed me that they didn't do a black version of the ship. We finally got that in Destiny 2. That freaking killed me that they didn't do that. I would love that, Wheezy. I really would. Different looking versions of the weapons and, oh, and have them be adept in the hard mode. Don't do, don't, how dare you do that to me? Because now I want that and I, I bet you we don't get it. What do you think about ability-based weapons? A pair of exotic heavy gauntlets that can shoot Deathbringer-like void orbs. I'm sorry, you want gauntlets that are a weapon? What? I don't... No. If, if you're talking about abilities on the guns, like that's what I think Warmind Cells were. They were, they were a step in that direction. Uh, Shytan84. Like how the artifact costs 75,000 glimmer to redo, how do we feel about in-game currencies, 1,000 shards to re-roll a gun mod perk? No, re-rolling's terrible. I don't want re-rolling on anything. RT Mayday. Do you think the reason why Fellwinters is the perfect roll is because these perks will also be sunset to make room for new perks, meaning enjoy these perk combinations while you can. There are people that have theorized this, RT. They've said, you know, they're doing this, they brought back Fellwinters knowing they're going to sunset it, and then you know, this is considered like a almost like a low level maybe like low key under the radar adept weapon that's certainly a possibility, this could also be the first pursuit weapon they're adding pursuit weapons, instead of pinnacles or rituals they're adding pursuit weapons that's kind of what this could be we'll do crucible first fishy not crucible and destiny, crucible the game, if you want to play with me We're going to be playing, it's going to be a sponsored segment for one hour, and if you want to play that new free-to-play Crucible game with me, uh, if the Valorant crew wants to do that, I'd be happy to play with you guys, because we already kind of have like a a synergy. Pure. How do we feel about Bungie segregating perks to specific game modes, raids, Crucible, Gambit, making them overpowered in raids? That's called contextual power, and I've been in support of that for a while. Uh, We already talked about that a little bit ago with adept weapons being better in trials, but not necessarily having those perks active everywhere else. Do you feel it's possible to have a well-balanced PvP or PvE with so many archetypes and weapons overlapping? This is just a broad yes or no. Do you think it's possible? I don't really have an answer to your question. Since D2, faction vendors have been questionable. Do you think we will be getting a faction vendor refresh? Luke Smith seems to indicate they're not doing anything with factions. I think they should come back at the bare minimum how they were in D1, where you just pick one and it levels up and you can like, get stuff periodically from it. We don't necessarily need faction rallies, but, but come on. At least have the factions doing something. What are your thoughts on seasonal weapon armor mods versus new seasonal perks? What do you think is better for the weapon system? Well, I mean, obviously the weapon... The, the armor mods on the, on the armor might not be happening as often since now the seasonal slot lasts for a whole year and same deal with new perks on guns every season I don't. we talked about this a little bit ago I don't know if you want to overload the perk pool so after a year you don't even know which way's up you're like there's just too many perks you know uh Vin what do you think about going flawless people 65 plus stats masterwork and adept weapons oh giving flawless people 65 plus stat masterwork and adept weapons this is obviously just like a yes or no. What do you think about that? What do you think about doing this? The spirit of what you're saying is good. We need way better stuff for flawless runs. Did you read Cosmo's clarification on the world loot pool update? He just commented on a Reddit post. 
I didn't get to read it. Could somebody get me a link to that? We'll read that after this. I don't want to put that in the Q&A. We've already gone too long. Um, so if you, if you guys are here, don't go anywhere. We can take a look at that and discuss it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, as always, you can catch me at SayNoToRage.com. If you're here, don't go anywhere, and you can click follow. That supports me. If you're watching elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.